0: Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I'm looking forward to this evening very, very much. I want to remind you, let you know once again that I do have, actually now it's six six-week-old kittens in that I'm fostering in here with me right now. So, if you happen to hear them, just ignore them and keep going. Okay? Pretend <laughs> pretend like they're not here. There, we're going to use them for like sound effects tonight. You know, if I want to get excited, I'll just pick one up and squeeze it, and I'll go wee. No, I will not do that. I promise I won't do that. I was just kidding. I'm not a good person at all, am I? All right, so (laughs) we have some things to go over before we start. I want to give you the number real quick if you'd like to call in tonight and read. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. We have some stuff to go over, so let's just get right to it. I'm excited to see all the positive response to the the Blackout Blackout Poetry Summer Challenge that we have been working on and and starting up the last couple of weeks, and we're going to be doing this throughout the summer, Um, but I have yet to see any of them posted on my page. Uh, There are prizes that are going to be given away with this Summer Challenge project, so listen up, and we'll be going over that in just a little bit. Again, I want to give a huge shout-out to all of my daily poetry posters. It makes me so happy to read those. Thank you for posting them on my page and for tagging, in, tagging me in them. Please keep it up. I want to do a shout-out. Kevin Kraft, one of our sponsors, has a birthday on the 6th, or was on the 6th, and Jim Hart and Tammy Jones have birthdays on the 11th. So pop over and wish them a happy birthday. And... Uh, On behalf of the Speakeasy Cafe and myself, all of you guys, happy birthday. All right. Here are our announcements. Um, I'm going to be working on a list of poetry uh, journals, both print and online journals and paid and unpaid markets uh, for the journals that are accepting submissions. So watch my Facebook page for those. If you're interested in putting together a, a workshop, for the Speakeasy Cafe with the Speakeasy Cafe. (laughs) I know where I am, honest. Um, (laughs) Shoot me a message on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under first name Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York and Los Angeles. Last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message, let me know what you want to put together, and I'll give you the information you need, and we'll start working on those. I wanna thank our sponsors, those of you who contributed towards our 2022 Broadcasting License. It's very important to me that we thank you guys. Um, You know, we've been on the air for 15 years and to have the community support that we have, just absolutely humbles me and makes me so proud of the community that you've built here. I think it is really important for us to recognize those sponsors every week. So our 2022 Broadcasting License sponsors, those people who helped contribute towards the cost of that license, are Karen Depth Rider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, Trina Pierce, and thank you. Those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Mancase, the Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank you guys, all of you, for... Helping keep this community alive. We literally, absolutely, 100% literally in the literal sense of the word could not do this without your guys' help on this broadcasting license every year. I could no longer be able to afford to do this on my own like I did. Um, if And I just want you to know, guys, how much I appreciate you for doing this. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. So you know what time it is now, right? inspiration from the inkwell (laughs) your mini workshop portion of the show now as I go through this if you don't get everything written down don't worry you can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program in the archives and grab whatever it is that you missed okay or whatever it is I confused you on (laughs) We're going to start with your Poetry Form Writing Challenge, and I'm keeping it really simple this week, light and breezy, because I want you to really concentrate on those uh, blackout poetries, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But your Poetry Form Writing Challenge for this week is the love poem, all right? And that's all I'm going to give you as, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. Write it in any form you want. From sonnet to free write to a haiku, I don't care. The only stipulation on writing this writing challenge, writing a love poem, is that it cannot be about another person. It cannot be about a person or another person. All right, so there you go. The infamous love poem, just not a love poem about a person. All right, onward. (laughs) Now it is time for your poetry prompts. All right. And pay attention to these because we will be using these in several of your uh, (laughs) activities uh, this week. Remember, poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. Now, with that said, the prompts can be the title of the poem, it can be a line in the poem, or the general concept of the poem. Beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with them is up to you. All right, so let's get started. Number your paper. Now, you should have your journal or your notebook or something like that out. If you want to just sit and listen and grab it off the archives later, you're welcome to do that. But I kind of like it when you write it down, like I would know, right? Number your papers 1 through 12. And here are your prompts for the week. Number one, following the silent drum. Following the silent drum. Two, from the book, fell a photograph from the book fell a photograph three good girl's letter to her bad sister good girl's letter to her bad sister or you can reverse those if you want bad girl's letter to her good sister I'll let you decide four where have you been where have you been five there it's done. There, it's done. Six, the shade tree. The shade tree. Seven, this is where I am from. This is where I am from. Eight, weakness's name is human. Weakness's name is human. Nine. Of imperfect things. Of imperfect things. Ten, hands like a sparrow. Hands like a sparrow. Eleven, too steep to climb. Too steep to climb. And twelve, how to uninvent yourself. How to uninvent yourself. Now you can write one poem to each prompt if you would like. You can mix and match the prompts and use eight and two and six and then go down and grab 12 and use those in one poem. Or if you're feeling really froggy, you can use all the lines in one poem. You can also use them in a story. I think it's really important that sometimes we switch things up and don't force us to write a poem every time we sat down. What if you just wrote yourself a short free-write story and tried to figure out a way to work all those lines into the plot? So that's what you can do with those. Next, we're going to go over your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise. This, es- <laughs> this exercise is to highlight that what we do with a prompt before we write to it is way more important than what we write to it. All right? It helps us get away from that knee-jerk, typical first inspiration reaction, that muscle memory images that our brain pulls up when we hear something or hear- see or smell something that inspires us. So... We'll sit down, and we think we have inspiration, and we'll write a typical poem, a basic poem, the same type of poem that we've probably written before, and that every other person who hears that pulls up the same image, and we're all writing the same poem. But what if you look deeper? What if you pull it apart and twist it and find something in there past that knee-jerk reaction, past that muscle memory, past... The typical poem that everybody writes when they hear something that inspires them on that topic, like October and Orange. What would you find if you poked deeper? That's what this is going to help you do. Now we talked about muscle memory. If you do something 21 times, it becomes a habit. Human nature is what human nature is. You can't argue with it. If you do something 21 times, it becomes a habit. That's the time it takes for something to become muscle memory. So the more you do this, what you are teaching your mind in doing this is when you hear something that inspires you, instead of hearing like the word October and immediately pulling up pictures of Thanksgiving and pumpkins and witches and ghosts and all of that stuff and orange leaves, your brain starts working like a kaleidoscope or a a film reel that goes one frame at a time. And you will automatically start pulling it apart and twisting it and and searching it and looking at it that way automatically without having to do something on paper. It would become second nature to you to do that, to go through that process mentally when you hear something that inspires you. So to start this, before you begin writing poems to the prompt I just gave you, I would like you to first open your journals to a clean page, and starting at the top from this week's list, write down the first prompt, which was following, I like this one, following the silent drum, following the silent drum, all right, so write that at the top of the page, all right, now Instead of writing a poem to it, I want you to sit down and write at least six different poems that you could write to it. So you could write a poem, you know, say I said October, you could write a poem about a witch, you could write a poem about a leaf, you could write a poem about Thanksgiving, you could write a poem about family, you could write a poem about the season changing, you can write a poem about, hey, you know what, I wonder what what things are, you know, like you know, National Something Day in October. What other things can I find about October? What does October stand for? What does it mean? You know, so you'll start pulling it apart. So instead of writing a poem to it yet, I would like you to make a list of at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. And when you're done with that one, go on to number two, number three, number four, all the way down to number 12 until you have at least six different poems you could write to each of the 12 different prompts. Now the cool side effect of this exercise is, is that I guarantee you, like I said, human nature is what it is, you will not make it all the way through this list without something grabbing a hold of you, and you're going to write something to it. And you're going to sit back and say, whoa, man, that Nyla, she's a freaking genius, because uh, this is really cool, and I I would never have thought of writing this if if it hadn't been for this exercise. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) I'm so glad I did this. That's going to happen, I promise. (laughs) So once again, these are your poetry prompts that you'll be writing to and also using in your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise for the week. Number one, following the silent drum. Number two, from the book there fell a photograph. Number three, good girl's letter to her bad sister. Number four, where have you been? Five, there, it's done. Six, the shade tree 7 this is where I am from 8 weakness weakness's name is human 9 of imperfect things 10 hands like a sparrow 11 too steep to climb 12 how to uninvent yourself that would be a fun one huh I like that one how to uninvent yourself okay so there you go have fun with those as I had mentioned at the beginning of the show, here is the information on our blackout poetry summer challenge project. You think I could have made that shorter, huh? <laughs> our blackout summer project. Blackout poetry summer challenge doesn't need to be in there. I'll take challenge out. There, that looks better. All right. Blackout summer po- Blackout poetry summer project. Blackout poetry summer project. So, and yes, we will be uh, having fun with these all summer long and there will be prizes given out. So for those of you hearing about this for the first time, backup poetry is created when a poet takes a found document, such as a newspaper, book, and magazine, and crosses out the majority of the existing text, leaving visible only the words that comprise the poem. Therefore, you are taking an old piece of work and in birthing an entirely new poem out of that work literature. In blackout poetry, you're using a black marker to cross out the words you do not want to use, leaving only the ones visible that you do want to use, meaning they obviously have to stay in the order they appear on the page, making this a little tricky and a lot more fun. All right. To add even more amazing elements to it, now that you have the words picked out to make up your poem, how you use or how you mark out those words or leave visible the words how to leave visible the words you're using or black out the ones you're not using is entirely up to you. Making the page open to being as visually creative as you want it. It's very much a visual form of poetry. So if your poem is about a flower, how can you black it out so that the blackout image looks like a flower? Alright, and there's some examples of this on my Facebook page if you would are curious or you can even google blackout poetry and then click images and it'll pull up all kinds of them for you to look at. So guys, once again, blackout poetry is when you take a written piece of text from a book, newspaper, magazine and rewrite the words, redact them, meaning to censor or obscure by blacking out the part of the text for either legal or security or in this our case artistic purposes in order to come up with your very own poem. So you'll want to take your page and you'll scan the page for meaningful meaningful words. You'll circle lightly in pencil or write down on a page as you work on them the phrases you like. When that's done, you'll go through it and look for additional words or phrases you need to add or eliminate to flesh out your poem. And then next you will black out the words you do not need and create any design or illustration to finish your poem. There will be a prize drawing at the end of the summer for those of you who participate. Participation includes creating a blackout poem and posting it on my Facebook page or sending it to me on Messenger if you don't want to post it for the public. Every poem you post or send will get your name into the drawing, meaning the more blackout poems that you do, the more chances you have to win. So challenge yourself with this and have fun. Remember, as food for our creative souls, you have to have a writer's discipline. There's things that you should always strive to do and the first of those is reading. We are focusing on reading, reading, reading all the time, aren't we? If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards, you have to have input in order to have output. You have to feed your brains, you are what you eat. This applies to what you feed your brains as well. Every day I want you to go out into the world and write a haiku poem. That's your writer's discipline. Writer's block does not exist. If you pick up a pen in your hand and write anything, you don't have writer's block. And anybody on any given day can pick up a pen and write, I am not writing a poem today. And you have written something. All right? There's no such thing as writer's block. It's a crutch that we use as an excuse. What we're really saying is I'm pissed off that I can't sit down and write a poem every single day that in this microwave world that I now live in, everything's instantaneous and instant gratification that I can't post on Facebook every single day to stay active and in front of people and, you know, you're addicted to those, those, hot, those, those like buttons. That's not writer's block. That's ego. And once you remember that you, your relationship between you and your muse is a very, very sacred thing, and you remember what it's like to play with your muse and stop trying to push it out a door when it's trying to playfully take you out a window. All right? That writer's discipline. Every single day, write something. If you do that, if you feed your muse a little... It's like when you, you kiss a woman on the way out the door as you're going to work. Like you want to have sex with her. But you know you can't because you got to go to work. She's going to think about that kiss all day long. And I guarantee you, gentlemen, that you will be paid, repaid $1,000 for that kiss that's going to stay on her mind all day long. Then if you just come home from work and say, hey, baby, baby, be my Playboy bunny, that's not going to work. Anyway... I don't even know where I went off on that tangent, but there, there you have it. (laughs) So every day, go out in the world and write a haiku poem. Use that writer's discipline to feed your muse. A haiku poem is three lines with a 575 syllable count on those three lines. So every day, go out in the world and find your 17 syllables. Write a haiku every day. All right, next. That is it. That's it. That's all I have for inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini-workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and we listen to the beginning of the archived podcast. All right, next we're going to play an audio, re- audio recording. We start and end every episode with a track from one of our poets. If you're interested in having your piece played on the air, you can message it to me on Facebook, and I can rip it off of there from Messenger or, not rip it off, but like, pull it off whatever anyway i can take it off of there or you can send me an mp3 file or a youtube link to my email or you can do to that but you can send the, the mp3 files to my email the email for the show is the the word that is in the email title the the speakeasycafe at gmail.com put mp3 audio file poem or something like that in the subject line for me and uh, we can get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. The piece that I'm going to start the show with tonight is by Dakota Wint, and it is I Hope You Think of Me.
1: I wanted to be the one to show you the world. I wanted to take you to the Eiffel Tower in Paris or kiss you under a moonlit Rome. Like the things that would happen in the Colosseum, I wanted to rip you apart in the most poetic way. I wanted to go snorkeling in Aruba. I wanted to see the coral beneath our feet. Everywhere I wanted to be, I wanted to be there with you. I wanted it to be so that no matter what, every time you saw an airplane, any time you see the moon reflect in someone else's eyes. Whenever you found yourself driving through a neighborhood full of mansions just to plan out your dream life, I hope you think of me. Because I remember waking up next to you and the way the sunlight would hit your face and the floating dust speckled around you. I just wanted to drown in your presence. You were like a beautiful still in a moving world, time seemed to slow down whenever you if you've ever been in a car accident or a near-death experience, you know what I mean. It's a beautiful bliss where time just stops and you are shown your life. All the bad choices that led you to this moment. In a weird way, you're kind of the reason I don't regret anything in life. I remember when we were upstairs and you told me that you wanted it to die. You were beautiful in the saddest way. To so let someone see who you really are and to be real for just once in your life. Put your mask down and looked at me with your heart through watery eyes. We could talk for hours about how many terrible things happen to good people. But one thing I learned from you is that even sunflowers don't last forever. They show up for a little bit as the seasons change to remind you that, hey, the world's beautiful sometimes. And then they go. Just like when we promised forever i didn't Prided myself on being able to make you smile when things would get bad. Of course, I was usually the reason they were bad, but it makes sense. And we didn't have to. Like a statue of our waxed hands, fallen and morphed from aging. I remember you told me that you felt me slipping through your fingers. I laughed and said the only thing slipping through your fingers is mine. But you were right. The weight of the world pulled me right through. So whenever you feel sad, just look at your wrists. Every pissed off morning you'd have to wake up before my parents caught you sleeping over. Every slurpee i brought to your cosmetology school. And every time you'd sneak over and sleep instead of going to class. When you bleached my hair orange. When you ruined all of our pillows and you dyed your hair red. How we could watch Harry Potter and Twilight on repeat. When I ate a weed chocolate bar and freaked out. Every time you storm out the front door and how funny it was that you ended up kissing me five minutes after. That time you slapped me, or like the first time I saw you walking towards me. Or how you were obsessed with taking pregnancy tests. Or how we lost a little version of ourselves. Whenever you look at your wrists, I hope you think of me. I hope you think of everything that we used to
0: Absolutely love that piece, and I think that I'm going to use it as an example for one of our poetry prompts. I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. Poetry prompts coming up in one of the future weeks, because um, there's something pretty unique about that piece, and I don't know if you guys caught it while you were listening. But incredible piece. You can find that. Jump over onto – actually, you can find it on YouTube – uh, Dakota Wit I went, W I N T. I hope you think of me if you'd like to hear it again. And uh appreciate having that to play on the air. Alright guys, you know what this is. You know what that means, right? It is now time for dun dun dun. I need to get a dun 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 soundtrack, don't I? I wonder if I could find one. Somebody find me a dun dun dun. I don't know what I'd call that. The dun dun dun. Anyway, um so I have the drums now. It's time for you, the poets, all right? (laughs) So once again, the number to call in if you'd like to read tonight is 646-595-3965. 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in. If you're on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code. Hello, Michael. 731 is our first caller for the night. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. Even though you know, I know, that you know that I know who you are, there's going to be people listening tonight that don't. And remember, we've been on the air for 15 years. You could go back to the show 15, you could go back to our very first show, all right, and listen to it. And if there's a poem on there you absolutely love, but the poet doesn't say who it is, you know, you never want to send your poetry out there, you know, with with a little note on it saying if found please return to. You never you're, you're literally verbally publishing your work on this show because like I said we have 15 years worth of archives. Make sure your name's attached. So even though I know you know, come on and say hi. This is me and this is my poem, all right? You can read two poems tonight. Keep them right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people who are waiting in line behind you. If the lines happen to get too busy and I need to switch that back to just one, I will let you know But you know, we've been doing pretty good about getting you guys on uh, to be able to read, too. So, yeah, two palms, you're good to go. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It is really important in this day and age to build up your social network an online presence, people who inspire you, people who are inspired by you. You know, and, and I'll get over go over this stuff a bit more in one of the workshops I'm doing. But, you know, the days of sitting around and writing and hoping somebody's gonna going to see it and come running up to you and saying, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that's the best poem I've ever read in my life. Let me publish you that doesn't happen anymore. Those days are gone. Thanks, Bill Gates. <laughs> but it offers, opens up so many opportunities for things that we can do to promote ourselves as writers. And you can't do that unless you have a social network of writers that you're plugging into. So very, very important. Reach out to the fellow writers that you hear. Reach out to those people who inspire you. Start building your social network. When you come on, give us your URL. Let it make it easy for us to find you. After the show's over, if you want to go post your URL saying, hey, it was fun reading on the show tonight. Here's my URL if you guys want to send me a friend's request. Post that on my page. My page is like the the uh, bulletin board at the coffee shop. Okay, Utilize it. Plug into that network of poets that I've been building for 15 years to help build yours. You know, we're a family. We all need to stick in and do this together. So, yeah give your URL, <laughs> then remember, we have a mature rating, so you will and are bound to and most likely are going to hear just about anything with the exception of hardcore erotica. No adult porn palms, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B, don't get graphic, you know where that line is, don't push it. Thank you, everybody, and anything besides that, you're good to go. I'm going to go ahead and give you the first three callers so you kind of have a heads-up where you are in the lineup. We have 731 followed by 702, and after that we have Brother O at 219. All righty. So those are your – that's the first three callers for the night. Just as a side note, I have been having issues getting the show post out. The invite feature has not been working well. So, if any of you can jump over onto my Facebook page and share the link for the show with the link to be able to, to listen in and call in, I would really, really appreciate that. You know, we can start working on, um, you know, maybe bringing in some new poets too. You know, work on that. maybe a what do we call it. I don't know. I'll figure it out and tell you later. <laughs> bringing some new poets on is always fun alright, so if any of you can jump over there and and give me a hand, share that post because I'm not able to to share it like I'm supposed to um, right now because that feature is broken or something I would appreciate that, let people know we're on and then I guess that's it it is time to bring on our poet so let's go ahead and grab Mr. Michael at 731, 731 you're on the air
2: Good afternoon. This is Michael Todd calling in from West Tennessee. How is Miss Nala?
0: I am absolutely wonderful, sir. How are you?
2: I'm great. Did you like the song I sent you?
0: I really did like the song you sent me.
2: Good. Your turn. I
0: actually listened to it earlier this week, and I got on today, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, crap. I didn't even comment on this when I listened to it. <laughs> so right, okay. I had to jump, on, jump on there today so you knew that I saw it. Yeah, I thought it was a beautiful song. I don't know who okay. started this or how we did this or what, you know, this little thing we have that's like our special thing, our little thing. It's our thing. You know, I don't do that with anyone else. I don't know how that got started, but I really enjoy it. I just want you to know that. I like our thing. Mm-hmm.
2: I know exactly how it started. We'll talk about it someday, but not now, not
0: now.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: I just, I'm just i on Thursdays when I get at work, and I take a little time to – uh to go through my own MySpace stuff and print things off. I put them on Word and fix up the spelling and things. So here's a couple of things that just popped up. And uh, the word inspiration is actually in one of them. You were talking about being inspired. The first one is not a poem, okay? It's not. It's just one of my rambling blogs. It's called, what was your name again? This is from 2007, and it's MySpace friendly. MySpace-centric has that. Back in the 70s, I was caught up in the Citizen's Band radio phenomenon. We had a big base unit with a 75-foot antenna and a mobile in our van with a black cat linear power boost. We could communicate with each other 100 miles away late at night. Our license number was KBN five one nine seven. If you were on the C B radio, you had the best one of the the best one to have these in good standing. The fines were tough. We also had names or handles as they were called. Mine was Cat Power. This was from diesel caterpillar implements. My dad's worked for them, so I always had one of the latest ball caps and whatever. If you see the television shows and movies from the 1970s that feature CB, the language is a bit exaggerated. Hey, good buddy is really running to the ground for humor's sake. 10-4 simply meant that you affirm what was said. Over meant you were finished and it was someone else's turn to speak. What's your 20 was short for ten twenty which denoted location. Out. See you later. Some might read this and laugh and think, what a bunch of losers. Well, who in the hell pulled your damn string? <laughs> gotcha. The reality is people talk about us, MySpace bloggers, with the same disdain. And so we really give a rat's ass what they think. What happened to my CB stuff? Well, the storm blew our antenna over and did quite a bit of damage to it, not to mention our roof. Dad got a good offer and sold the base unit. We kept the mobile unit in the van until the radio went south. We sold the power booster. Those were hard to find, maybe because they were outlawed by then. Those would cause the signal to go in on television and radios in the new vicinity. Not polite. With that, our two years of time in monetary investment was but a memory. I never saw that coming. I thought it would last forever. Coming soon the rise and fall of the MySpace blogger. Did you really think this was going to last forever? In peace.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love the nostalgia in it. You know, and you say it's not a poem, it's just a blog, but you naturally write prose. You are naturally a storyteller. You are a natural at narrative. You know, so, I mean, that's a prose poem. Absolutely. But I love how you use the past, something very nostalgic, to build a personal emotion in what's going on at the moment, which was the shutting down of MySpace. Which, unless you were a MySpace, you guys will never understand the magic that you're missing. You will never know what fried chicken and a screen door sounds like when it slams. Fried chicken simmering, and you know what I'm saying. You guys will never know what that is. There's no way you won't have a basis of comparison because you will never know that magic, and it was magic. You know, sort of tie those. That. Yeah, to tie those two emotional things was together was awesome. You know, and the, the whole nostalgia bit with the CB radios. I used to drive a lot when I was younger, and lived in Cheyenne, and, or Wyoming, Cheyenne, Wyoming, and all over Wyoming and. In Utah and Colorado, and I had a 73 Dodge Charger SE Brom. It was yellow, bumblebee yellow with a black top, and I had a CB radio in it so that if I ever got stuck out on the road when on my trips, I had a way to get a hold of people. And my my uh, my handle was Bad Influence. That was mine. <laughs> But I remember those days; they were so fun. And you, you know, you brought me back to that place of uh, remembering what that was like. And yeah, you know, yeah, you you were kind of a nerd if you had a CB, but you didn't care because you knew you were cool. You were cool. You were cool in your circle of nerds, <laughs> which I love. And welcome. I know I was. I was such a nerd. Anyway, so awesome job on that, love.
2: Okay, one other. I just was printing this off when you came on, so. It's a poem I wrote for a friend of mine. Her name is Marina Matanovic. And on MySpace, she was called Solaris. I've written several poems for her. She's a good, good, good friend. This is from 2008, inspired by Solaris. The name of the poem is Therapy by Michael Todd. Alone and Forsaken. Chances not taken, tell me where it hurts, if you please. Stunned and shaken, in time reawakened, tell me where it hurts, in degrees. Hit me with your best shot, not smart. Might sound right when set on a dare. Play games with the mind, not the heart. Would not say such, if I did not care. Get back in the game, leather and lace. Leather you lead, lace you recede. Hand-in-hand hand progress, face-to-face. Face. Limitations limitless, limitless, according to me. You need therapy. This I can provide. Takes two to tango, both in concert. On thin ice, to struggle or slide. Just tell me where it doesn't hurt. In
0: me where it doesn't hurt. That was beautiful. Does Solaris like it. She did. I imagine she's. I imagine so. How could she not? Very good job on that. Thank you. You know, even if you didn't know it was specifically for someone, it's still very accessible to the reader, which is kind of one of the magic things you do with your writing.
4: Okie dokie.
0: (laughs) All right, Mr. Michael, tell everyone how they can come find you and show you love.
4: I have
2: a blog page that is called Com, And Mike is spelled M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. Perfect. That's where I hang out. Come visit me.
0: And I highly recommend Mm. you listen to him and do that, you guys, because he's amazing. Uh, Oh, wait, wait. I I pushed the wrong button. Hi, you're back.
2: (laughs) That's okay. You muted muted me. Do it again. Do it again. No, no, no. Make (laughs) it it count. I was was trying to
0: slide up and I hit the wrong button. (laughs)
2: Like the point you said, hit me with your best shot. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> and
5: then I looked over in the.
0: Looked over in the what? I'm Where'd you
2: go? I'm pretending you cut me off. I'm pretending you cut me off if you believed it there for a second. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Like in
0: good the payback. First, like
2: in the first yeah. one, like in the first thing I read, gotcha. <laughs>
0: You did too, big time. I was scared. All right.
2: Go go play with go play with your friends. I gotta go to work.
0: All right, Michael. Thank you so much, sweetheart. We'll talk Bye-bye. to you next week, honey. Bye. Okay. I so love that man. Okay. Our next caller deserves no introduction or not deserves. Needs no introduction. Need oh he's gonna kill me for that one. Needs no introduction when you hear him. It is the one, the only seven oh two, you're on the air. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Jimmy. How are you, sweetheart?
6: Oh, I'm good. I was g I was gonna follow your rule about you know, introducing myself and you said I needed no introduction, so uh <laughs> you made it easy for me. Um <laughs> Well, we can, always do the, we can always do the Michael Todd introduction. I like doing one best. Uh, this is Jimmy Ray Davis uh, calling from East Las Vegas. And um, you can call me Jimmy. You can call me Word Machinist. I always tell people they can call me whatever they want, as long as they don't call me late for supper.
0: <laughs> you know, I think about now that uh, all the time, you being in <laughs> Vegas. I couldn't even imagine what yeah. it's like to live in Vegas. it's
6: another place to live. It's not that big a deal, really. You know why you can't imagine it? Because you think of Vegas in a tourist mindset, but when you live here 30-plus years like me, it's... Honestly,
7: there's casinos out
6: that way, but other than that, there's suburbs and stores and schools and crime.
0: The heat is so bad there. The heat is
6: bad, yeah, because we we always hear that, you know, well, it's a dry heat. You guys are okay. It's a dry heat. It's like, yeah, you know, it's a dry heat, but it's 115, 118, and you have that bottom heat that the concrete all soaks up. So you're getting it like an oven. You're getting it from above, and you're getting it from below. Yep. So it's hot. It's hot. If you've been here you know that it's hot. Um so, uh Nila, we, I just got back from vacation as you How know, was
0: Utah? Oh,
6: it was great. It was beautiful. It was, you know, it's about ten to fifteen degrees cooler. Uh fishing was slow, but that's not really ultimately why we go. We we go for the mountains and the air and the scenery and family. So uh it was a excellent trip in all those respects.
0: Have you ever tried frying an egg on the sidewalk?
3: Yeah.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And and actually, um, where you want to fry it is on the street itself on the blacktop. It's much hotter than the sidewalk. You can walk on the sidewalk barefoot. You cannot step on the blacktop in summertime in Vegas. You will burn the skin off your feet. Try running across the street. I dare you. That's my challenge. Anybody who comes here, run across the street barefoot in the middle of summer, middle of the day. And, uh, let me know
0: how you make it out. <laughs> I, uh, I have a challenge for you. I have some homework for you. You have a challenge for me. Oh, So yeah. I want you to, on one of the hot days, I want you to fry an egg on the concrete. And I want you to sit there on a nice cushion so you don't burn your buns. can't have no machine as burned buns. Um, and I want you to use your phone and video the egg actually frying. Or changing color or starting to cook yeah. all right then well, I want you to use easy. that video as a prompt for a poem which you will speak over the top of the video and you're reading the poem as the egg is starting to cook and the poems gonna be about egg on concrete or you know something <laughs> like that
6: you started off so easy you just... Frying an egg on the concrete on the on the on the street—that's easy. <laughs> tell me that. Tell me that's not a Jimmy type thing.
0: It. Doing a voiceover that's on a pretty. video with an egg frying on hot concrete—that is so you.
6: Yeah, but I have to figure out if I'm going to do it off the cuff, if I want to pre-write it, or if I want to video it and then overlay it with the poem.
0: Try it. Try it all the ways. Figure it out. It'll it'll take you where it wants to.
6: I will figure it out. Well, Naila, we always, we often talk about, uh, me and you always, uh, usually have conversations on here regarding spoken word in and of itself and the performance aspect of it.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean that
6: everybody who reads has to go crazy. It's not what performance is. It just means sometimes it's shifting the voice a little bit. It's the lengthy pause uh, for inflection. Um, and, you know, a multitude of other little things. However, we can get rambunctious with it. Uh, think Cracked Off Cello. Um, and what I brought tonight, the two pieces I'm going to read tonight are going to be two pieces that are going to be read in the character of the poem. So each poem is about a specific character created by me. And uh, I will read each poem in that character's voice. It's, and it's something that, honestly... We should do. We need to do a workshop on spoken word. We'll bring in some other. We'll bring in some guest stars and, and, and go over some of these uh, techniques. Like I said, this is something that not everybody has to try, but it's kind of fun, and it can add another layer to the writing
0: part. of it. Oh, it absolutely 100 percent does, and all it takes is people to. It's a hard thing. You know, letting down your guard and doing the whole acting thing and being, you know, that's a real hard thing for a lot of people. It was hard for me when I first started, you know, and I had to have someone slap me upside the head and say, yo, you know, because I did the same thing. So it really takes someone to give you permission to be flamboyant. To understand that Absolutely. you are literally the actor of the words you are the voice for those words you you are the actor that brings those words to life and if you look at it that way you know it's not really you sitting there acting however it is like I do on my stalker palm I mean that's pretty freaking weird that I get on there you know but it's not me it's acting the words and it is so fun right. and gives you such a freedom that I think it would it's, be amazing I, I, to do a workshop on that, to, to show people or to help them learn how to do that.
6: Yeah, and to give them the confidence to try it, because I couldn't agree more with what you said. And the other thing is, it's really like a lot of things, I, I can almost guarantee this, if you try it and you do it, you're going you're gonna to love it and you're going to keep doing it.
0: It'll absolutely it's, change it's how you write. It will literally change it's, you as a writer starting to do spoken word recordings.
6: Absolutely. And speaking of characters, uh, I was telling you this before, um, I get inside the mind of the character. I usually will have an origin drawn up in my head of that character because the idea for me is I'm going to do something in character. And what I mean on the written part is first person, writing in first person, um, which to the spoken word translates to reading in first person and thus becoming that character. So... um, It's something that the more you flesh that character out in your mind, the more real they become and the more real they will be to the reader or, in this case, the listener. Uh, These two poems tonight, the second poem is about a well-known character of mine. You're going to know. You can probably guess who it is. And the first poem is one I wrote when I was on vacation. I did write several poems in the mountains. And um, this poem is... It's about a very simple guy, and his name is Psy, Cy, C-Y, and the poem is called Psycho, but it's important to remember that Psy is not a psycho, so you can't call him that, and uh, I'm going to read it, obviously, in the voice of Psy. <laughs> psycho, go there, name is Psy, I just, you know, I'm a regular guy, don't want no problem, just I'm keeping myself, but, but but they they always talking saying mean things to tell me you know mm, mm, tell me I slow doesn't but 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 a psycho but that, that's not true you know I I'm um, I'm different sure I, I talk to myself mm-hmm. I sing crazy songs cause cause I like words you know mm. like like silly things and cracker jack box rings bring me joy but but they annoy me calling me crazy call me psycho but but but, but that ain't true. Uh, my name is Cy. Uh, just, you know, a little, a little bit slow. But, but just, just regular guy. It, it's, they, they're gonna push me. They're gonna push me too far. And, and I, I, well, I gonna. I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But, but I'm not, I'm not a violent guy. I, I, I just, just name is Cy. regular schmo. Not a psycho. get young folks throw, throw rocks in my house, and I, I ain't <laughs> never done nothing. Yet they still always tease. Even when I say please. Stop all that nonsense. You know, mm, call me crazy. They, they call me Psycho Joe, but but my name not Joe. It's Psy, and, and I ain't no psycho. But they want to they want to push. I'll, I'll always push. One day though, you know, one day it's it's you know mm, mm, it, too much. It's it, it, too much. Too much. I, I can't say what I do, but but I'm not I'm not crazy. No, no. Though I may be slow, I ain't no psycho. Just you know, a regular guy. Makes me want to cry. But uh, on my business, I go. Not not a psycho, but, you know, just a regular, just a regular guy. Name of Psy. And I
4: saw the
6: blood. I saw, saw the blood on the ground. No sound, you know. Quiet. Uh, like a gravestone. All alone now. Uh, not a killer. Not a psycho. Uh, just a quiet man. Name, name was Psy. Just a a regular guy. Never never kind of shown. Not a psycho.
3: Not not a
6: psycho. Just a regular guy. Now and forever. All alone. And boom.
0: That was freaking incredible. Oh, you're
3: just being too nice.
0: (laughs) No, it made me want to cry. It made me want to go kick those kids' asses. It made me scared. It made me, I mean, it just filled me with empathy for this guy. Just this whole gamut of emotions that ran through me listening to that. That was phenomenal, Jimmy. That may be one, one of my, that I think probably comes up to my, in my my top 10, maybe my top five favorites of yours.
6: Well thanks now, I, you know we talk about different approaches to poems i I literally were, i was it was one of the nights up at the mountains there on the trip and we were sitting around the fire and i just uh, I just had this, i just had this like, kind of a it was kind of an idea and I was toying around a little bit and I started kind of kind of i went away from uh, you know the, the the group right there and I just started kind of spouting a few of these these uh things and I realized I could write this, but I kind of I needed to speak it first and right because there was a lot of repetitive words to, to convey this character, uh, you know, to convey their personality and what they were going through. And of course, you know, in true Jimmy fashion, there's a little darkness at the end. Uh, what was it? I think it was uh, Jessica Brooke Miller uh, made a comment on the poem when I posted it. She didn't want to read it because her, she had a or somebody, uh, her family needed to sigh. And she said she read it and she liked it. And she had all was emotions but then got to the end and and I had to explain, I said, Well, you know, it's it's not really cut and dried at the end. We could say he's going on and on about not being a psycho but then there's the blood, so maybe he really is. But maybe not. Maybe he's framed, maybe this something happened and now he's there to pick up the pieces and basically look like the perpetrator. So as always a lot of open ends. Um and neither one of your favorite characters, I believe, of mine. I've probably written more poems about this character than
0: anybody else. Who is it? There's so many, I don't know.
6: Oh, goodness. Okay, so you I get chose? F+. F+. Plus. F plus. Um, no, no, it's Old Bill from the Abattoir. Bill. And Old Bill, uh, you know, I wrote Abattoir and it was really long, really epic piece. It's my, if I bring it, I'll probably only read that one. Because it's a long piece, but um, I wrote several poems. I, I wrote, I read one a few weeks back. Old Bill, Word Machinist versus Old Bill, or the, the, the Creator finding his creation, and this was uh, an Old Bill, Bill solo piece that I wrote in 2009, uh, maybe three years after that. So I don't think it was the first first one, but and again, this is so this is Red has Old Bill, and it's just called Old Bill. I am timeless. I'm death, usurper of your greed. Worm in the core of your heart, the want inside the need. Mysterious and militant, defy what you achieve. The splintered wood from your cross, twisting what you believe. I have vanquished evil, fought for what is true. The part of me is evil, just like each of you. I am the one bringer of doubt. Talon to make you bleed. My minions tend to congregate in your church of need. A bastard king, a pawn in chess, and a player of the game. The strongest one of the weak, the ragged, sick, and lame. I have a thousand points of light, the transient and whore. The grief in every fallen tear, the pus in every sore. I have the bad taste in your mouth when everything's gone wrong. Word machines in disrepair, discord in every song. I have a contradiction, the brick wall of the law. Catch 22 a knock on wood beneath the lion's paw. Prophecy, a twist of fate, the haunt within your fear. Omnipotent, ever present, for I've always been here. I am a ghost, but I am real. See me when you need. An abattoir in temple hollow. The Knorr's soul I have freed. I have stood on hillsides, watched the poet's war. drained the ocean of its blood. Got lost on every shore. I am a heathen. I am saint. The hunt before the kill. Call me angel or
0: demon. My name
3: is Old Bill.
0: And poem. He's like iconic. He's an iconic character of yours,
6: right? Right, and we don't. And I've never really revealed is he completely good or evil. He's a little bit of both. But then again, aren't we all? So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a fun character to around with. Cool. Um, mm-hmm.
0: How many times has somebody said, "Jimmy, you need to do a book"? Um. I can't count, that.
6: but um, but listen, I, I look, I, I oh yeah, I haven't trust me, I have enough poems I can probably fill about ten books, um, but I so, have some ideas. So. The the first book will be cracked Oak cello because it's a perfect title for anything, song, mm-hmm. story, poem, whatever, uh, and that will include a lot of the early works, and then we're gonna do. Uh, dark highways, which will be, and this is all tentative, it could change, dark highways, which will be um, more, some of the darker edge stuff. And then um, in keeping with themed ideas. Can
0: I can I give I you an to... idea? Can I plant a seed in your head? Okay. Not to interrupt okay. you, but sometimes I just Best do it. My face just hey. won't shut up. <laughs> You're you. I want you to think about this idea and make you an offer. All right. So you have these amazing characters that you have created. And if you were to do, you know, like an early works and this, and you had these poems scattered throughout the different works, they're not going to be as powerful if they were all together. So your character poems in them, let me finish. The character poems in themselves, what if you were to do a book of just them and had it be, like the title be something along the lines of, um, okay, bear with me. What I was thinking is something along the lines, and this is just food for thought, like dark reflections or reflected reflective darkness or reflections in the puddle. And the cover of the book is an, a simple ink bottle with a big puddle of ink. And out from the ink, you can see, looking at the puddle, you can see reflections of all the people, all your characters in, that lived inside the ink bottle that lived inside the ink the reflections of all the, pa- the, the people and when you open the book each chapter is about a single character and you get to read their story poem after poem after poem and then you get to move on to the next character binding them together that way so that they're all in one piece all of a sudden they're going to be so much more powerful than if you do them separately and if you decide to do something like this, or start working on something like this, then let me know, and I will design your cover.
6: Very tantalizing offer. I like the idea of what you before you jumped in there. What I was from my the third idea was kind of similar to that was. Um, But it was an idea, because I have so many old Bill and Abattoir poems already, but I don't have a lot of other character poems, um, was a book of just the old Bill stuff, which would be the Abattoir Chronicles. Um, But, but that said, I do, uh, I like what your idea is, and it's definitely something to think about.
0: Well, it makes it it make it gives it an emotional pull it gives it you know everybody has a book of my early works and everybody has a book of you know that type of stuff but if your book has a theme it makes it stand out different it gives it more intrigue it gives it more sex appeal it gives it you know more of an interest of people to want to know the stories of these guys you know the whole marking of it the whole way it's perceived it's a it's very strong You know When you have a theme To your book That's something emotional That people are going to Get excited about So just think about that Everybody think about that I mean You know When you're putting yeah. Your books together no, and doing a, stuff
6: That's a great idea You know When I came back To, to writing After that Six or seven year Whatever hiatus um, And you're exactly right You know What like you said earlier In the show It's not writer's block It's an excuse And I and I care And I wrote that excuse For a long while But um, Pandemic And uh, Affected me enough Right mm-hmm. at the beginning there To start writing again And a lot of those poems That first year Well, most of them Were related Or themed to that And I thought about That as a theme For another for another collection as well So
0: Yeah Yeah All right
6: Well, that's definitely uh, Good food for thought We'll definitely mull it Nyla. I appreciate it as always And let's get rolling here I already took up Way too much time Sorry, poets Me and to get going And we're just Chatty Cathy's uh, Mostly her And um, so Jimmy Ray Davis on Facebook, friend me up, let's talk, let's uh, collaborate, let's figure it out, and uh, I swear I'm posting my poems for now, that could change, hopefully will soon, and uh, reverbnation.com forward slash word machinist to catch all as well, all except for the couple that I sent now that she... I haven't figured out how to send it back yet because I lost them on my computer. <laughs> um, but, but all the other recordings of mine are there, and they are free to listen to. So check them out. And there's some – I use sound effects. I use music um, because it's performance, poetry, it's spoken word, and there is there are no limits. So have fun with it and just get crazy and, and break those – break the limits that aren't there. Uh, thank you. Um, I'll see you next week.
0: Fantastic job tonight, Jimmy. Love the reads. Thank you so much for being here.
6: You're so welcome. Love you,
0: now. Love you, too. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air.
8: Hey, now How are you doing? This is Brother O
0: speaking. I'm doing wonderful, Brother O. How are you? I'm doing good. It is fantastic to hear from you. Thank you. What are you bringing us tonight?
8: Uh, I got this phone call card, D-R-L-S, Missing in the Black Community Today. That's.
0: Are you there? Yeah.
8: Yeah, I'm still. Sure. Okay, go ahead. We have a crisis on our hands, my dear bro. Discipline, respect, love, and structure are sorely missing in our community. If we are again, we must go back, us as a people, the old folks taught us some very valuable lessons as discipline, respect, love, and structure, and we shall apply these things our daily lives. So let Go back in time to discuss these things tonight on the Sneaky V Cafe. That then, parents were not afraid to lay down the laws of the house, and children obeyed the rest and the orders without question. Discipline was designed in such a way to help kids understand that they were responsible and accountable for their choices and actions. The methods of discipline used back then were harsh, strictly keeping children, kids, children in line. The switches were to discipline the kids if, uh, they got the worst whipping of their lives. Well, uh, this the old folks taught children about having respect for their elders and themselves. Kids always address adults daughters' Mr., Mister, Missus. In addition to their last name, saying Yes, sir, No, sir, Yes, ma'am, No. Back then Adults Children calling them by their first name I And mean, the majority of homes In the African American community In the 60's and 70's There were pictures of John F. Kennedy, Dr. Martin Luther King And Jesus hanging in every Living room This reinforced the meaning the respect And kids always felt That there was somebody Was constantly watching over them There was no way in the world that the Old folks would allow the kids to be behaving like they are now, and doing all the crazy things they're doing. It was a time of to and respect for one another. That there people always looked out for each other, and families were very close to each other. Older kids always played with the younger kids, and provide a good example for them. Most parents show their kids just how much they love them. In most African-American communities, in see from this take the village to raise a child. What I mean by that is, you one another and work together against the old folks that then emphasize structure in our community. Families of two-parent homes were common back in the day. Men played play major roles in the community, were very visible in the leaders of their families. They also believed in the value of a hard day's work. Real men always provided for their families and spend quality time with their children. Fathers didn't run out and should look like real men and dug deeper within the, the children and follow their example. We provided financial, emotional, and families. Kids will always go to church and read the Bible every Sunday. but always wear dresses and were kept in line by the church mother. That they had taught their children to be independent and stand on two feet by the time they turned eighteen years old. Brothers and sisters, what I've said they for important five years reasons. The different than it was a generation. Our community is beleaguered by the broadcast on TV and live movies and beleaguered by the immorality and lack of moral standards now. These ideas will work if we all come together. And say we have to be more accountable for our choices. And while there's negativity that's going on anymore, it is time for DRLS, reinstating our community again. hello? You know?
0: Okay. I didn't hear you say in poem, sorry. It's like, wait a minute. Is this is this a dramatic pause? What?
8: <laughs> no, I said in poem. <laughs> I might have said it quickly.
0: Maybe. I did not because I 'cause I didn't hear you say it, so no, I'm here. <laughs> Brother Oh, that was a phenomenal read, honey. Thank you. Absolutely love that. I love how vulnerable you are and how open you are, and how much... Thank
8: you. I appreciate it.
0: ...inwardly and outwardly you share of yourself. Yes. Absolutely. Are you going to read two tonight or just the one?
8: Now I'm just doing just the one.
0: Okay. All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come over, show you some love, read your work, all that
7: good stuff.
8: Oh, uh, you can find me on Facebook under uh, the name of my brother, O'Gatley. I uh, post a lot of my poetry you know, on Facebook Live now since I'm in the hospital. And I'm working on, working on the project. A lot of great things, before this. So, so after the operation, I'm going to. Full (laughs) go. It's coming and all of that, so I think I'm starting a new life, basically. I know those next chapters of my life are going to be some of the best ones in my life now. I'm just looking forward to that. Thank you for this. Every week, I truly appreciate it.
0: No problem, so Did you, when is this going to happen?
8: Oh, soon. Uh, so they find out.
0: I know. that's what I, you know, It wasn't really a question. I just want it to happen now. I just want it to happen now for you.
8: Yeah, it's going to happen soon. I'm not even mm-hmm. worried about it.
0: Pray it once and believe it's answered. Right. All right, sweetheart. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your absolutely amazing and we'll talk I to you
8: it.
0: next week.
8: Yes, I'll be back next week. Thank you.
0: You're very welcome. Our pleasure. All right. Our next caller comes from Dun 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 Seven. Seven, four, seven.
9: Seven, four, seven, you're on the air. Hey, now, what's up, Nyla? Um, I'm a little off, but I'm not doing the Haley comic thing. I'm back in fact. This is Rob, the Jim Bay Poet Morrow, or Rob Poetry Maro. What's going on?
0: I am just sitting here hanging out, wondering if you were going to call in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> believe me? Yes.
9: Yeah. Well <laughs> Evans B, I am here and I'm back in effect and um yeah, it's been kinda of been a little bit hectic for me, um and um, so I've been kinda of been trying to focus on um life hanging hanging on but um I also been writing and also been drumming too. So yes, it's been um it's been that it's been that month. It's been the actually been a couple of months,
0: so well, I am glad you are here. You know, we all have life that gets in the way, and blah 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 blah. But you mm-hmm. know, even when you're not here, you're missed. When you're not here, you're still here with us. And you know, mm-hmm. when you show up, there's a place for you at the table, always.
4: Absolutely.
9: And actually, um, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna, I i I'm gonna do two pieces. One of them mm-hmm. was a prompt when the last last um, time I I'm called. Um, I forgot the the rest of the um, the beginning of uh, the first beginning of the the, the title, but the, la- the end of the title was the end of the world. It's I think it was something such and such fidgeting or something that you know that happens during the end of the world. You, you know more than I do, but um, but uh, the last piece, the last uh, part, I wrote some I wrote something about the end of the world. So
0: awesome! I can't wait to hear it.
9: Yeah. All right, um, here it goes. Uh, this is not the title. All Around Me, All Hysteria, Countdown, Approaching, Flare, Solar, Impact, 30 Minutes, Last Teardrop, Stain, dried. Fearful Anxiety, Anxiety, Subsides with Others Running Like Rabbits Scattered Across Dirt Fields, avoiding the unavoidable lawlessness in order just like something running interference unknowing of universal judgment awaiting fates of almost eight billion hearts of a feather must balance together each citizen different nationalities different colors different backgrounds handling the world's conclusion in their own unique and disturbing way praying looting Holding tight to loved ones. Even a couple is having sex on the same bench where I'm sitting, but I'm oblivious to their presence. Could you see I'm discontent? Witnessing the apocalypse without feeling apocalyptic. I'm just taking it all in. Feeling hope, caressing my soul, making me grin. It's doomsday, but I'm not feeling doomed. Just positive anticipation of what lies ahead. Weird as it may seem. Writing the motions not from ending but a continual, another chapter leading new realms of footsteps and eagerness. I fidget like a shy boy at a high school dance. I come to accept life's new dawning, awaiting the next episode, preparing to excel further exploration of zeitgeist, spiritual promise, darn drawing pictures in celebratory fashion of a light that could, will continue to shine. In this supposed moment of doom somewhere over the infinite pathways, and that's that piece
0: that was phenomenal. See that, sir, is why you're missed when you're not here. <laughs> Thank you you're very welcome. What is your second piece?
3: yeah um,
9: yeah I kind of wanted to kind of want to do what I, <laughs> uh, I was hoping to get a little more input from this first piece, but, um, yeah, that's something that just really, you know, real quick, real quick before I get to the second piece. I think it was more not, not just the end of it. Yeah, I don't think it's more of a, you know, what influenced me, not only did it, flu, not only this, uh, which the, the problem influenced me, but also this movie with Nicolas Cage called Knowing. Uh-huh. where they had all, you know, all these disasters that were happening they, and they used numbers to try, try to find out what it is. And then the final number was, you know, the solar flare hitting the earth and everything destroyed and stuff. But, and me, I'm just like, you know what, excuse me, my friends, but y'all yeah, like, always want, want, the, want the end of the world to happen and stuff. But then I took, when I wrote this, I took the time and I said, you know what, I think this is a reflection of how we personally feel the self Deprivation within people who are depressed, who are sad, and they and they use this way of talking about the world's end when they feel that's what they're feeling, but then at the same time, you know, there is a sense of glimmer of hope. You know, and that's right, I write, you know, it's not the ending, it's a continuation. You know, life still goes on. You know, it's, you know, kind of contradictory when, when the world blows when it, when it up.
0: But, you know, we might end, that, but the world is not going to end.
9: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And as, even at the end of knowing the movie, you know, where, the, where, the, where, those, where they drop those kids off in a strange plant, that tree was the tree of life. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. there's something that's beginning, so there's a continuation. So that's what I got out of it. So it's, you know, pretty intriguing, you know. So.
0: Well, it's absolutely phenomenal what you did with the uh, with the prompt. And absolutely, like, I, it was like a roller coaster to listen to. And I apologize for the short comment. Every once in a while, you guys don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but while you were doing that, just as you finished tech support, Popped a message up, letting me know that there's line issues, and right. so I see this big red message flash on my screen, and oh. so that was the result. You got the you got the brunt of that, the result of that distraction. So I apologize for that, love.
9: <laughs> yeah, it's all about we. Well, that's how the way we welcome each other back when I've been gone so long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach you, damn it.
9: <laughs> yeah, I get the message. I'll cut it to two to three weeks, okay? <laughs> anyway, but, so. but
0: I indeed mean, I did indeed absolutely mean what I said. This is why you're missed when you're not here, because as, that was just an incredible piece. And the I fact that it was, you know, from one of my prompts just makes you, like, get all the cool kudo points, too.
9: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I appreciate it. So this, is, this second piece is entitled Weary. So, weary, slow in silence, thus unconditioned, recollections, painful yet resilient come back through chants of water, saturated soil, saying hello to congregations on altars, gawking sunrises over desert terrain, behind stained windows of generational achievements and curses left for the unborn. Ask myself, did I make it? Difference. Can we escape our indifference? Can we set records straight as the inevitable came and gradually dissipate? Interior battles where prisons weren't taken, rise in exuberance, enticing convictions to smile finally Elders permitted me to shine at their discretion. Every essence I embrace, my family, my ancestors living within, confined no longer in corners of captive audience, given unsolicited takes about the discomfort they find in my journey, but I cease to appease their fear and ignorance. As I excel, roused by drum rhythms and dancers draped only in waist beads and black pearls, moving seductively in my mind to feel the feel power of this release. Pure climax, juvenile letting it go, a great warrior no longer weary, recognizing his weakness is to build his strength, resting on foundations of complete habilitation, now making others discontent for my freedom to exist without consent a massive total callings of declaring my rights of passage no more stalling as i move along and that's that piece
0: how how dare you face the injustices that i have caused and not behave in a way that does not make me feel comfortable <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Am I not? If, I, am, am I dealing with this in a way that, that you know makes you uncomfortable? Or are, are you, well, I'm sorry. You know, am I upsetting you? It's like me walking up and kicking you in the freaking shin, and then getting pissed off at you when you say, "Ouch! How dare you say, ouch? <laughs> you know, couldn't you put it in a nicer way than that? <laughs>
9: Man, did they, you just really hit the nail on the head, and that's something that is really <laughs> – that's a great – that's a great way of putting it. It's <laughs> kicking me in the chin. like, ouch, like, what the hell are you complaining? <laughs> yeah. How dare you, you, you
0: say ouch? I'm yeah. getting pissed off.
9: You, you got you, – you're getting some cool points on that night. Though. I'm telling you, you're going to get a lot of <laughs> cool points for that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you have my – you know, it's really funny is that line comes from real life. It was from my ex-husband. He used to do shit that was just rude all the time, bad things. And, you know, I would tell him, I don't understand how you can do this and get mad at me. You did this and and hurt me and now I'm upset, you know, and you're pissed off at me? So that was sort of – you know, it's like walking up and kicking someone in the shin – and then getting pissed yeah. off because they say, ouch. But you can borrow that. You can, you can have that. You can use that if you want. I give that to yeah, you. Yeah,
9: that might, that might be a prop. I'm probably going to use that <laughs> a problem. But I'm going to look at the other one though, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that is, and honestly, we all have that feeling. It's like we know that we screwed up, and then people get mad at us, and we get all the, on the defensive. Well, so what do you, why do you get all that treatment on me for, you know? So,
0: but, you know, yeah, the coolest is, thing, coolest feeling in the world.
9: <laughs> is that when
0: you nut up and walk up to somebody and just laugh at yourself and say, wow, I, I just messed up so bad. I am so sorry. Please forgive me my humanity. I don't even know what in the hell I was thinking. Owning, Owning up to your shit and being honest and truthful about that and accepting the fact that you're not perfect and just because you do something stupid doesn't mean people are going to stop loving you. You know, right. and always trying to hide behind that, I never do anything wrong. I do stuff wrong all the time. Never on purpose, yeah. and I always say I'm sorry. But, you know, right. there's, there's a freedom in that. There's a freedom in being able to say, I messed up. It's beautiful. It's fun. It feels good. Much better than, than walking around trying to be all puffed up like a rooster all the time.
9: Okay. Hold, hold right there. That will be prompt number 13, the freedom to say that I messed up. Bingo.
0: <laughs> or owning my shit. That's a good one.
9: <laughs> well, that might be a little simpler, but, yeah, but um, freedom to say that I messed up. But yeah, that's going to be the 13th. Everybody listening on the call, that's the 13th. No, I know we are supposed to have 12, and I'm going to try to take over the show, but that will be a good prompt. Freedom <laughs> of admitting that you're wrong or owning my shit.
0: Have my owning my
3: shit. <laughs>
4: All right.
0: In fact, That's I want good. that to be a T shirt. I want a t shirt that says I don't have time for you, I'm too busy owning my own shit.
4: Bam. Bam. Okay.
0: <laughs>
9: gotcha. That'll be good. i you know. I own the cop. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can try to beat you to it, but if you do, you'll you'll share the cop you'll share the copyrights with me, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right, I know you gotta go, but I appreciate you giving me the opportunity.
0: Tell everyone how to find you.
9: Yes, I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm under Rob Jimbe Poet Morrow. Um, I have a show coming up this weekend, but um, I don't know if it's going to happen because my... 'Cause my internet is cut off, you know, things happen. Um, uh, but it's but if but just in case, you know, it's gonna be poetic therapy, uh, I'm part of Epiphany Radio. Um it's gonna be some it's gonna be this Saturday, it's gonna be myself and um, you know, hopefully I'll still have the show on and we'll see what happens. But um uh, yeah, basically Facebook can um, reach me on Facebook. Rob is Jim Jimbe Poet Morrow. Awesome. All right,
0: sweetheart. Fantastic job tonight. Thank you so so much for making time to be here.
9: No problem. And I'll and I'll be here next week. No promises.
0: I know <laughs> life sometimes happens and when you're not here, just know you're missed, okay?
9: I miss y'all too. All, all, right, right. You have to get, all right.
0: Thanks, honey. All right. Okay. Our next caller. Oh, uh, I like this. Been a bit. Our next caller, eight three two. You are on the air. Hmm? Eight three
5: two. Oh, I didn't hear what you said first. It's just all I heard was three two. It's
0: like okay. Eight three two. Who that? Who that? It's you. It's you. It's you, Mr. Blue. No,
5: it is. Yeah. Well, that's not big. That's not a big thing, is it?
0: <laughs> you know, if I believe what I've read on the bathroom walls and, you know, <laughs> with the name of, of Rafe Wilde, I don't know. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, uh, uh, I, I always really you about not your going poor going name there.
0: there, Rafe
3: Wilde.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's been a hell of a couple of days, Miss Nyla. I ain't even really going to go into it a whole lot, but I really... Really I'm glad that the days off I had actually ended because they weren't worth a damn it came down you to the end. You know if the there's a day all, like
0: hell you know we should be th- you know we love our happy days but when we have a day like hell we should be able we should be happy to have those days because it gives us a chance yeah. to walk through hell for what we believe in. And what could be better yeah. than that? It's like, throw your hell yeah. at me. Give it to me because I'm going to keep walking through it
3: and I'm going to keep
0: doing what I'm doing and you can't shut me up and you can't make me not keep walking and so just bring it to me because I, yeah. Yeah. And well, you do that. That, you, you, that is your nature but, to do that.
5: I was going to say, that, that's something I do every day, Miss Nyla. That's, I guess, that's, that's nothing that, new. I, that's just
0: what I said. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That that that's just every day. That's that's me waking up and saying, okay, I'm gonna walk and talk and live today. That you know, that's, that's just kind of <laughs> like, okay.
3: <laughs>
5: yeah. Anyhow, I got uh, I got something. Uh, I like the way it came out, and it's one of those pieces that uh definitely took its own. Uh, it's like on its own uh, uh perspective, I guess you could say, um yeah. it's called uh, I'm just gonna call this one three breaths that not gonna go anyway, three breaths, three deaths, the depths of a stone stolen from the sun when we had skin, skin uh, Ground brown and dirty, we have been thrust into the coals of an ember-crushed sun, burst radiation burnt clean, a pattern against the dreams we took with us to the grave, won't they? We were interred saw soil before the invaders destroyed what we had touched, in God we trust, who you fooling? We shook our rattles with the vibrancy, the vibratory skills of the wind, the shimmering air in summer's heat. Wither, Zeb, you said, yeah. The ground shook from the mountains We watched them rise We drew visions with the water To quench our thirst The spirit ones were among us Mystics covered their feet Mysteries Earth became dirt and measure Food came from flesh and seeds, medicines from plants, trees, and roots. The land was rich and sweet. Sunbeams, mooncraft, did not smoke and reek with the rot of destruction. Neath annihilation, first forest gave us greetings. Those who stood praying. Thunder songs came to us in our sleep. Our voices shook as if echoes to their juddering harmonies, their gray lines as hard as the hills they swept over. The home. Created veins and versions of lightning. Split the sky. Split into recognition within the retinal passages of our eyes. And for that blind split second. There was nothing but light. Dark. An echo reflection of lightning for the fireflies. Vihomba, wadaku. Slap sounds of flooding waters found us remembering stories old before we were born touching the bones of ancestral memory, reminding us to be thankful. Starlight, nighttime. We still thrill to the hunt. Strength for the people, so that they may live. Spiritual food is necessary as flesh times change. Death shows us who the dealers are now. Handing out packets of disease, the rage of fever. All in the name of... All in the names of... Oh. Yeah, that creaking timbers, the crush of old bones, he asphalt, burning stones, and the fodder of an ancient earth as it settles into the soil. The skin dead names and hollows the drums beat again. The pulse of ghost rhymes, the lines of ageless thoughts and behaviors shadow signs of speech in the darkness uh, shot celestial maps of back again. We look down upon the remains of ourselves, our spirits our waters deep, schooling. Clay cupped waters, songs, songs for the water, me We shall drink of ourselves and remember who we were. Koi That's it. The winds whisper before us, thus hailstones patter in linear rhythms. Proving the circle is real Darkness dreams as we fall from on high Celestial sleep made restless by the ignorant We shall be here again Choices gathered, decisions made, bones sheathed in flesh We are the ghost road born We are coming home again Red Earth. The wow.
0: So tell me about that one.
5: Well, it's uh, you know, I was thinking about the holiday and all and you know, the Fourth of July and all of that and you know, Home of the Free, Land of the Brave, and it's like do you even know that? And I've actually, do you even know whose lands you're on that were here in ageless time before the current maps and settlements? And mm-hmm. not not any specific you, but just on a general level. Do you and en- any anyone know whose lands you are on? Have you spoken to the land that you're on and the people who were there first? Making your own personal peace with those who were there before anything occurred. Because those thoughts and dreams are still there,
0: this is very true see you 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 make us think you you make us face things that you know are hard, and you don't let us turn away from them. Why you walk through hell every day?
4: Yeah,
5: my favorite quote is by one of my literary heroes, and that's Vine Deloria Jr. He said, "Religion is for those who are afraid of going to hell. Spirituality." those who've already been there.
0: Wow, I like that.
5: (laughs) I figured you would. (laughs) I do. (laughs) So, there you have it. um, That's what I was thinking of. I wanted to... Because, I mean, with anything with stories in terms of, you know, my people, me... You never tell a story from the middle. You always go back to the source. You go back to the beginning. The uh, terminology in my people's language is chashkiba, which means going back to the beginning place. You always go back there first. That's how you tell a story.
0: It just is absorbing. Sweetheart, you know Thank
5: it. God. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, now which? Yeah, you do? can find Yeah, you know, they they. You can find me on Facebook at Rafe Wild uh, at Facebook dot com, and then in parentheses underneath it says Soldier Blue. And then I also have my um, podcast, which I seriously need to update because I have about five pieces now that I want to make sure I put on there. I just haven't done it yet. I was going to try to do some this past weekend, but with everything that happened, I just really didn't have it in me to, to do that. I, I'll, I'll say a little something. I'm not, I'm not going to take too much more time, for I know there's other folks. But it was just a case of my ex. You know, one of her friends hadn't talked to her, uh, contacted her in a while, and it was like four days and no word or replies to text of any kind, and she went over there and found her body. So I had to basically make sure that, you know, even on top of being sick, you know, that, that uh, she didn't cave under the pressure of, you know, doing all she had to do for calling the ambulance and the police and so forth. So mm-hmm. it was not a good time, in, you know, in in any sense of that nature so but anyway uh, there it is um, you've got, you, know, you can find me on Facebook and my podcast And uh, I know I keep saying it but I will be in the near future I will be also adding in the video form of the podcast as well
0: <laughs> we do things when we do them you get them done when you get them yeah. done yeah just know that we're sitting here, you know, waiting with bated breath, but, <laughs> you in no pressure or anything, it's
5: just, you know. I know. I'll get it done, though. I'll get it done. Because I know, I know that there's some things that I can do visually that are, uh, you know, I might surprise some people. We'll see.
0: You're always surprising people with what you do. <laughs>
5: I thank you for the platform, Miss Nyla. I don't I, It's like you know, right now this is one of the few places that I know I can go, and I appreciate the the uh, means and the platform for self-expression.
0: Oh, well, I don't even know what to say now. Welcome.
5: You're my good friend, Nyla. You don't have to say anything
0: a lot coming from you. Thank you, sweetheart. Right. All right, sweetie. We will talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. Okay, awesome. All right, sweetheart. Wait a minute. Soldier Blue Rocks. Tell him, Nyla. Come on, Nyla. Don't <laughs> tense me out. That was from Word Machinist.
3: <laughs> God, I'm so Jimmy. glad I got caught that because if I didn't...
0: I don't want to know hey, what you would uh, have typed next.
5: <laughs> hey, hey, Jimmy, shoot me a message, bro. All <laughs> shoot right? me a message. Yeah, shoot me a message, baby. Hit me up.
0: All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, Kenny. Thank you. Thank you for yes, sharing ma'am. so much with us tonight.
5: Uh, thank, you, man. thank
0: you. Awesome. Okay. Our next caller... And we are having, guys, just so you know, we are having line issues. If you are on line still, please stay connected. I may have to pull you guys back in to read another one if you're going to hang out and listen. Just be prepared for that. Everybody grab a poem and have it ready just in case. Um, If you're trying to dial in and you're getting a fast, busy signal, um, keep trying. Keep poking it with a stick. It will let you in eventually. I know that they're working on it. Uh, the chat room has totally fiddle-farted out, so if you're trying to get the chat room, keep refreshing your page. I know that mine had an issue loading up, and Firefox had just, if you're on Firefox, it just did a crazy update thing today, so um, you may need to, uh, that solved the issue for me um, but it looks like the actual chat site is having issues now, too. But at least I was able to get into it once I refreshed my Firefox. Or re, re, uh, did the latest version, updated, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm a writer, I know my words, use my words. All right, so yeah, we are having issues. Again, You know, if you're trying to call in, uh, just keep trying. Get that fast, busy signal and keep refreshing the page. All righty. Now, our next caller comes from area code 903. 903. You're
10: hello, Nyla. How are you doing? Hello, this
0: is Eric hello, hello. I was so happy to see you on hold.
10: Yes, me too. Sorry, it's been a long while.
0: It has been. It just makes the, you know, it's, it's, it makes the anticipation just Actually, I'm lying. It just makes it agony, is what it makes it. So don't do that again. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think of something really wonderful and inspiring to say, but just don't do that again. (laughs) No, I know you get busy at work and and things get crazy. And when you when you're able to make it here, I'm just so thankful.
10: Yes, and me too. Thank you for the platform. Thank you for everything you do for us too. Appreciate it.
0: You're welcome, sweetheart. I'm doing wonderful.
10: Awesome. I'm doing good too. Uh, just trying to stay as much out of the heat as I can. And just get up to ninety to a hundred, sometimes plus here in Texas. So, you uh, know, summertime, summer. I can't vibes.
0: even imagine. I, you know, I lived in Houston for a long time, and there was yeah. I hate I. I mean, it was just like walking out of you know walking out of your air conditioned apartment and just walking into this hot oven. The Mm -hmm. first breath you took, like, sucked the air out of you and all the moisture out of you because it was just so dry and hot and
10: just, you know, oh. Dry, hot, humid, everything, yeah.
0: It's actually funny. I
10: saw this meme uh, a few of my friends posted, and it's got this uh, skeleton leaving their house, and they go out, and they're like, man, I'm about to go, you know, to work or whatever, and they got a skeleton on fire. I was like, Yeah, that sums it up pretty good.
0: <laughs> See, winter yeah. is my favorite season. I hate I don't right. like being hot. I hate sweating. There's nothing in the world I hate worse than sweating. You know? Yeah,
10: it
3: sucks. Because I mean Big in time. the cold's
0: nice <laughs> because you can always put on another sweater, but you can only get so that's naked. Right. That's right.
10: Right? That's mm-hmm. it, precisely. Yep. Always more layers but you can't put yeah. you can only get Once, get so once naked, you're naked, what great. more can you do? <laughs> Yeah, you can't do nothing. <laughs> That's all right. Now well, I'm picturing you working phone. naked.
0: Let's just okay, move ahead. on, all right?
10: Right. Yeah, I
0: got
10: you. <laughs> Yeah, you're <who> good. <laughs> all right. Well, this is a new one. Um, it's called Still a Country Boy. So, uh, still. hang on. All right. Still a Country Boy by Eric Shulman. Still a Country Boy. Grew up on a farm. I'm a farmer's son who taught me courtesy in saying yes and no sir, yes and no ma'am, firmly shaking other men's hands, hands while looking them in the eyes taught me the importance of worshiping their Christian god was and still is to them, taught me the importance of treating your woman, your women, sorry, like princesses and queens, putting them up on pedestals taught me how to adhere to chivalry and gallantry Ma and Pa taught me how to read and write. Went to Ma, Pa, Grandma, and Granny's churches. Tended to Ma and Pa's cattle, chickens, turkeys, rabbits, ducks, pigs, and goats. Always was able to tell whenever our cattle were ill or dying. Bottle fed, watered, and weaned our cattle. Cats, dogs, pet rats, hamsters, frogs, and we caught us tadpoles in water puddles with water bottles salamanders, doves, ha- uh, hedgehog, flying squirrels, potbelly pet pig who weighed 100 pounds and actually ran away, picked apples, pears, pecans, tomatoes, jalapenos, watermelons, squash, corn, beans, broccoli, cauliflower, onions, potatoes, strawberries, plums, picked and sucked honeysuckle, picked and ate wild blackberries and raspberries. Picked up five gallon buckets full of pecans and apples, and Ma made us apple pies and pecan pies for our holidays. Picked and shelled the black eyed peas and green beans with my granny and grandma. Got sick several times for a week, for a week's eating, for weeks eating unripe yellow red apples and rotten unripe pecans after Mom and Pa told me not to. Learned how to grow crops what to use for soil, had several gardens that my siblings and I hoed and tilled rows for, Grafted crops and learned its importance, pulled a whole lot of weeds out of our gardens, rolled round hay bales for my friend's dad, helped load and unload a whole lot of square hay bales, helped my friends and his dad dig their hole for a safety tank with only shovels, helped my friend break their horses, Went raccoon hunting with a few of my friends, but we never found any and we didn't carry a gun. Went hog hunting and brought a uh, backpack full of books. Thought I was going to read while we waited and we didn't find any. Fished a whole lot in fresh water. Caught mostly bass, perch, catfish, and gar. My first fish was caught on an old cane pole, which was a perch caught a big bass that jumped out of the water a few times and broke my cane pole while fishing in a tournament for children and adults called Hooked on Fishing and Not on Drugs. Fished with my great uncle in a rowboat and accidentally caught his ear somehow. I thought I'd caught a big fish. He was screaming that his ear hurt extremely bad while I reeled in, reeled it in quickly and finally stopped. Somehow I got my hook stuck underneath my fingernail and my finger Pulled it out with the needle-nose pliers. Pulled up, cut down, and dug up pastures full of thistle weeds with my great uncle. Ran after and finally caught a bull for my great uncle. Pulled out two old heifers stuck in the mud for my great uncle. Camped out with my friends in high school, had a fire, and we borrowed a friend's uncle's tent that didn't come with any instructions, and had a and it had a hole in it that we didn't know about until the next day when we woke up with water puddles around our sleeping bags inside of the tent we dug a hole and had an all night fire explored the lake's edge spoke the name of a boogeyman while sitting on round bale round hay bales saw what we thought was something but not not for sure what we actually did Let's See, went to go cow tipping but there weren't any cows around. was in Boy Scouts learned a whole lot of knot survival techniques and so much more. Did get my order of the arrow, but didn't get my eagle. Camped out, fish, swam, ate foil pack, had campfires, bonfires, shotguns, shotguns, so much more. A whole lot in Boy Scouts and with my family, swim in creeks, rivers, oceans, ponds, lakes and pools too. Cliff dove off into a river, jumped off of a 40-foot railroad bridge, canoed, kayaked, rowboated, boated paddle-boated, attended a high, a high adventure in Boy Scouts, and canoed for 13 miles straight, had a blast at rodeos, fairs, and carnivals, did calf scrambles but never actually pulled the ribbon off the young bull. He was always way too fast, wore Wranglers, blue jeans, cowboy boots, hat, and pearl snap, western shirts, learned how to lasso got stung by wasps and bees bit several times by wood fire ants mosquitoes leeches ticks fleas gnats horse flies spiders crushed up aspirin and rubbing alcohol applied it on my bites and stings which took the pain away put up a whole lot of panel and barbed wire fences with my dad and siblings Dug holes with the pulse hole diggers, poured concrete into these holes, put several posts into them. Had several huge dirt piles where my siblings and I had, uh, I played with all sorts of toys, dug tunnels and used our imaginations. Played a whole lot of games there, swung on a rope above it, played war by raking up piles of pine needles and pretended that we were in a foxhole of war, we threw open and closed pine cones at each other and played cards, speed, solitaire, war and so much, so many more, played soccer, hockey, football and baseball, catch in the road, looked out for cars and trucks and yelled game on when vehicles were coming and we got off the road and back on to get out of the way. Played all sorts of board games with mom, and pa, and my siblings. Celebrated Easter, Christmas, Memorial Day, America's Independence Day, Halloween, St. Patrick's Day, and Valentine's Day at my grandma grandpa and granny's house. Guided one of my nieces with finding eggs at our Easter egg hunt. Saw a snake by her, told her to watch out. Got a shovel and chopped his head off. Climbed trees and swung from their branches. One branch was too weak and broke after I climbed and swung from it, and it broke as I fell underneath it, and it whacked my head. Climbed a fence then, a tree, and jumped off a big tree branch onto a trampoline until my paw found out and heard the branch cracking and cut it up with a chainsaw. <laughs> Learned how to line, swing, and two-step dance. Paw taught me how to cook, bake, and grill everything. He is a phenomenal cook who learned from his pa. Ma taught me to appreciate reading everything. Ma taught me how to always be nice because no one likes a meanie. Ma and Pa taught me table etiquette, manners, morals, ethics, values, what's right and what's wrong, and so much more. That's in peace.
0: I love that. So is it true? Is that true? Is all of yes, that true? Yes, it is.
10: Yeah, it's all true. Yeah. I decided oh, to write a I think a I just poem. fell in love with you even more. <laughs> Thank you so much. Glad you love it.
0: I absolutely loved it. There were so many, I mean, you, you put so much precise detail in there right. that I think every single one of us was able to pull out not just a few things, but handfuls of things that we recognized from our own childhood. Yeah. You know, and and I'm picturing you sitting there shelling peas with your granny. And the only thing that I Mm -hmm. didn't hear in there was when you learned how to snipe hunt.
10: Right. Actually, I did that. Um, Still a country boy is kind of still up in the air. I'm I'm done, but I'm probably going to, I might make a book. Uh, One of my sister, my actual stepsister, I was adopted when I was two. I'm my stepdad, but uh, she was saying she was digging the truthfulness of it, and so I might make a book about it, and I might add some more stuff to it as well. Do you know so what would right be there. really cool, Do you know funny. what would be
0: really powerful, yeah. if you were to make just that one poem, just mm-hmm. that one poem, the entire book.
10: Oh, yeah, I could. And, and then I go, could through add go through your old family photos,
0: go through your old family photos, and have a couple lines from the poem and then a picture that, that coordinates with the words, and then a few more right. lines, and another picture of of life, you know, old life on the farm, and a picture of your yeah. granny, and a picture of you when you were a little kid in your cowboy boots, and just have right. those, those old-timey photos, black, do, do them in black and white. If they're colored, then make them black and white. But, yeah. you know, show them. Wouldn't that be incredible?
10: That would be incredible, yeah. I'll definitely plan on doing that too. I, I did finish my traveling poems, but I still got I got to save money and get a laptop so I can do that and get Microsoft Word and get that started. If you started
0: could get a hold of like the family the photo albums or yeah. boxes of old family pictures, you could actually go through yeah. them and probably find things to add to the poem that you can't even think of right now.
10: Oh yeah, no, definitely. And sniping it was definitely a thing. I uh, had several people show me. So in Texas we have what we call cowbirds and some people can actually call them snipe birds. So um they are symbiotic with the cows and uh they actually take care they actually take care of the cows too uh in their symbiotic relationship. I'm Not going to go into massive detail about that, grow some people out. But want to hear about the first bird, BB gun. and they look like yeah, they look like snipe birds. And I actually looked up in an encyclopedia, snipe birds are real, but there are fake ones, too. And I went snipe hunting. I had friends that we went camping, and they said, hey, man, we need to have some trash bags just in case we catch a snipe bird. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm, all, I'm completely naive and didn't know any better. And so we went into the woods where we were at, and uh, when we camped, and then they made the noise that snipes supposedly made. And then, you know, you got your trash bag and you're trying to catch them, and then they beat the crap out of me. So okay. that's what – that, was my, that was my – That's the way my painting
0: went in my day. <laughs>
10: oh, okay. All right, that's the way it was for me. But <laughs> different generation, I guess. But, but I mean, that was just my fellow peers. So, but, yeah, I could definitely add that, too, and I could definitely get – I'm still working on my autobiography, as well, and and a couple other books too that I'm working on. But uh, I'm gonna get, and I already talked to my mom, uh, and she has a, she still has the photo albums that I need and the photo uh, and the photos that I want too. So yeah, that you know, would definitely be cool Thanks for the poem. idea.
0: The beauty of that yeah. poem is, and and it was what I was talking to, I don't know, was it Michael or Jimmy? I don't remember. But earlier on the show, yeah. I was talking about how, you know, our generation was the last generation that's going to know what fried chicken smells like when it sizzles or what a screen door sounds like when it slams. Because, right. you know, our gener- we were the first generations to really have access to a computer. You know, yeah. kids today, every, they live in a backlit world. They are all yeah, glued to their phones, and I feel like an old lady saying that because it's like yeah. you know, I, no, get off the computer and read a book, get a paper cut, go get a ski me. Yeah. And I feel like God, you know, actually, now I sound now I sound like my grandma, you know, and it really right, does yeah. make me feel like you know because that's progress, you know, kids today, yeah. they are a computer generation, they are a technology yeah, generation. But the things that you're talking is, about in oh, yeah. that poem. Mm-hmm. The only way they will ever experience those things is through your poem because they will never know what fresh cut hay smells like. They will never know what it's like watching a cow be born. They will never know Mm -hmm. what half of the things in your poem even are. Right. You know, And the only yep. way they can experience them is through your words. And so that's right. what makes it so powerful. And that is what would make it so powerful, coupling your words with actual yeah. photographs of you growing up on a farm.
10: Yeah, so they could actually show, you know, give them an image, too. Because mm-hmm. with poetry and, and the photographs, they definitely show you, you know, a vivid image as well, so you don't have to use your imagination, too. So, but what's crazy is I gave one of my nephews. He's writing short stories for Dungeons and Dragons. Right now, he's he's uh, 13 years old. Anyways, I mentored him a couple times with poetry. He wanted me to mentor him, and he likes my poetry as well. But anyways, what's crazy is I got him a dictionary. I got him an encyclopedia. I got him a rhyming dictionary, and it's uh, a Thor's. And I got him a word book and I got him several other things. They're all in book form. And after I got him all that, he had the audacity to tell me, Uncle Eric, you need to uh, if you're gonna get me a book, you need to put it on an e book reader. I'm like, What? Just like you were saying, they're computer generated. You know, Uh that's their generation. So and that's fine. But I'm planning on getting them a whole lot more too, but that's just a matter of time. I can't spend all my money on my nephew. I was really thinking about it the other
0: day. Somebody said something about the end of the world and the apocalypse. And it's like it's going to take the apocalypse Mm
3: -hmm.
0: to happen for old people to be valued again. Because if something happened right now and electronics went out, electricity went out. We were in an apocalyptic situation Mm -hmm. where we're left to... Fend for ourselves, right?
10: Right. Mhm.
0: There's so there's so many of so many people that just would have no clue what to do. That's right. But you know, our grandma and grandpas know, our parents know, yeah. some of us know. That's right. But that's correct. You know, if you were if you were born after the nineties mm-hmm. then you're not gonna know.
10: Yeah, so, then you have no idea. Yeah. That's for sure. And so
0: it, it's gonna take an apocalyptic situation for old people you know now old people are just a burden right yeah you know, we don't value yeah, our old true. anymore we we don't treat our elders with respect but if all of a yeah, sudden time, you know yeah. <laughs> we we lost our our uh tick tock and all that we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves and we wouldn't you know know how to <sighs> cross the street without you know, checking with our GPS or Googling at first. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You that's know right. what do we do? What do we do? That's when our old are going right. to be that's when our older going to be valued again.
10: That's right. Yeah, we definitely lost that I had talked to a couple of uh my Chinese and Japanese friends and they had told me that they're all about they still have that in their culture. I mean according to according to my friends that were telling me about that. They still respect their elder and, and if you don't respect your elders you get your butt beat. <laughs> so I mean it's a discipline. Yeah. So but I mean, yeah, no, we definitely have lost that in our culture. It's not right but you know, like, like I still respect my my grandma's still alive. My my grandpa died when I was six, but you know, I still respected him and, and I met I met my granny, I didn't meet my great grandpa. But he was dead before I, before I was born. So. But, you know, I still respect my mom and my, and my dad, too. And,
3: Family uh,
0: history is important. Family stories are important. Oh, yeah, I would give anything in the are. world to still have my grandpa around so I could sit down and talk to my grandpa and hear his stories and ask him questions. Yeah. I was too dumb to ask him when I was little. Right. You yeah. know, things I would love to. I just There's so much that's just gone. Is absolutely gone.
10: Yeah,
3: you know, but there I used to be a time before
0: Internet, before radio, before TV, before mm-hmm. all of that, that our entertainment was sitting around and listening to our elders tell stories, listening to them That's teach right. us through their stories. Mm-hmm. That's but, great. you know, that got replaced with radio, and that got replaced with TV, and that got replaced with the Internet. That's right. And we don't we don't need them anymore. We don't value what they went through because we are so focus on ourselves now. You know, if I could be young to do anything, that is to talk to your elders. Hear their stories. Find out where you came from. Because someday you're going to want to know and there's going to be no one to ask.
10: Yeah, it's actually funny. Another one of my nephews, he told me, uh, so we go and do this yuppie thing as I call it. One of my rich uncles has a uh, Christmas party. At embassy suites it's a humongous uh hotel and it's pretty uh upper class and it's pretty expensive but anyways i was there and and they have gourmet food catered and big old party and we have a big old white elephant <clears throat> just to make it short my nephew that is the one of the nephews that i got uh i got him two cookbooks because that's what he likes to do he likes to cook grill and bake, and he likes to cook, grill, bake everything, but anyways, I got him that, and so we're there, and he's staring at the, we're playing war, actually, we're playing a game they made up, I forgot what it's called, or whatever, anyways, they uh came up with their own game, I'm so I'm playing with it, card game with them, and so they, uh so he told me, he was like, I told him, I said, he's like, Uncle Eric, why is there like three forks, and two knives, and two spoons, and blah, 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 and I'm like, this is called upper class, like, this is upper (laughs) high society, and he's like, Uncle Eric, didn't you grow up on a farm? I'm like, yeah, I did, but when I was in the Navy, I was in the wardroom, and I had to take care of the officers, and it was like a restaurant, and we had all that civil war, so I was trying to explain my experience to him, you know, but the problem is, he doesn't know what, you know, happens in the Navy, not all the way, but... But, yeah, I mean, that was one, and there was another one real quick, too. Uh, I had two nieces. I had, well, my sister-in-law and my brother wanted to go to Alaska and go to one of the uh, cruises there. I forgot what it was called. But, anyways, they told my two nieces that are theirs, they told, them, they told their parents that they didn't want to sell the world like Uncle Eric did. And I was like, oh, Wow. that's funny that was
3: funny (laughs) yeah i remember
0: when my kids were little and i got transferred to um, a radio station the first big market radio station i ever worked in and got an incredible i mean like three times the amount of money i was making at the station i was working at before. and in a much better time slot in the day a huge market colorado springs and I remember my oldest son looking at me because I was explaining to him, you know, that it was going to be really nice having the extra money and we were going to be making more money now. And I was all happy about it. And he looks at me right. and he goes, Mother, does that mean that I'm going to have to start taking the napkin and dabbing it on each side of my mouth when I eat now? Because that's what he, <laughs> in his mind, that's what rich people did. <laughs> Yeah, all right. yeah. So I have to this take the nap and, and dab it on the side of my mouth now when I eat. It was so funny. So you yeah. talked about your brother liking cooking. Uh-huh, all right. that's right. The farm that you raised on, is it still in your family? I mean, do you, do you have like a old family home with, you know, addicts and grandparents shit laying around?
10: Yeah, yeah, it's still around. So yeah. I wanted to it for
0: your brother for Christmas. Yeah. I interrupted you, but I got what mm. I needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You're good. laughs> so for Christmas, I want you to poke around without your brother knowing it and ask around different family members for old, handwritten family recipes or and old family cookbooks cool that you we can put have, together and yeah. give that to him for Christmas and maybe even write poems right. about, you know, great-great-grandma's corn fritter pie, you
10: know. Right, yeah. I actually thought about doing something similar to that. I haven't done it yet. I need to get back on that track, but it's a long it's a long endeavor. So we actually have my mom. When DOS first came out, made a cookbook for her English project in high school
3: mm-hmm.
10: uh, a long time ago, and she has the recipes from the Little side, which is where I come from, and I was adopted in the Shelman side. And uh, the Shelmans actually came out with we actually came out with our own family cookbook. So uh, and then my mom came out with her little side as well. And so I could do that. And uh, I actually did. Okay. So like, imagine even palms. imagine
0: doing your poetry book like we talked about, where you yeah. put pieces of your poem in it, and then you poke mm-hmm. a picture of you growing up on the farm that relates to right. that part of the poem. You know, so what if yeah. there's a picture of you sitting at the kitchen table, you write the lines, you show the picture, and on the next page you actually have that family recipe in the poetry book. How unique yeah, I could and incredible too. and yeah. fun would that be?
10: Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, and what I was talking about, too, was I, I had an idea that I wanted to write uh, a poem for every one of my relatives since, because my mom and dad are big into ancestry and also family history. So that would be cool. I want to get on Ancestry.com again. I already got my DNA tested and everything, but I need to get back on that and do my Ancestry back. Uh, My my mom and dad have it way back. I'm not going to say exactly what they think they have it all the way back to, like, well, I would say the beginning of time in their mind, and that's fine. But it's cool because I think it would be cool to have a biography of each one, and even if I don't publish it, for everybody to read, then, you know, it could be a family project. It's exactly. a long endeavor, like very long. <laughs> and we'll, so, but yeah, we think no, we I'm have all the family. time in the
0: world, and sometimes we don't, so get busy, don't wait. Well,
10: that's right, yeah, precisely. Because you don't yeah. know
0: who might not be here tomorrow.
10: That's right, that's correct. We don't know who dies and who, you know, and who doesn't. Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't I didn't want, don't want to put it that way, eye. but you know what so, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah, no, we need I got, to... Yeah. Seize the moment.
10: Yeah, right. You're right. Yeah, I definitely will uh, work on that, and I can put some of the recipes as well, and I want to make that because someone already made a book about the Shellman side, Uh, and I don't know if they did the little side yet, but uh, the Shellman side, my stepdad, who adopted me when I was two, but um, they did the book with genealogy already. So it would be cool to have a little paragraph or maybe a story about their life on each one, you know, Mm -hmm. and then that could be something for later generations to read, you know, and they'd be like, oh, wow, you know, uh, like my dad's dad was underwater demolition in World War II, which was uh, the precursor to the SEALs in the Navy, Um, and then, you know, so on and so forth, you know. It could inspire new generations to come. You know, and if not, then it would just give information and it'd be a labor of love. I'm not going to publish it officially. I mean, I'm going to publish, I'm going to print it and give it to my family is what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. but it, it'd still be cool. And yeah, I could definitely put the recipes in with my home and my photos too. That'd be awesome too. So I could add a photo of her, my, my granny and, and my grandpa and my grand and my great grandpa you know, and so on and so forth. And then add a poem and a photo and a picture. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's a great idea. Thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome. You some Maybe some old family pictures of these people, you know.
3: Yeah, or there's, wedding yeah we got pictures plenty of or,
10: them.
0: Yeah. There's your project.
10: There's my homework. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a biggie. Yep. It's a really biggie.
10: <laughs> yeah it's a huge biggie but that's alright I'll get I'll get it though and I'll let you know when I get it compiled and all that too to get all that together awesome well thanks so much for having me on your show sorry if I took up too much time
0: nope you're fine we're having line issues right now so you oh, okay, good okay
10: cool awesome alright cool I was just making sure didn't want to take up other poets uh, and poetesses uh, space and time you know so,
0: Do so me good. a favor, Eric, and tell everyone how they can come find you.
10: righty. you can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shelman, and that's really it right now. I got a few other pages, uh, all poetry and spill words, but I don't have them. I don't have them memorized. The URL right now, so and I forgot to write it down. So that's alright. I'll ha- I'll have it next time. So, but. <laughs> Thanks so much for the platform. Thanks for everything you do for us. And hopefully I'll be here next Thursday. And I've been in Facebook jail for almost 10 days, so I should be out hopefully in like two days. I posted my poem in too many poetry groups in one day. And Facebook said, you posted your poem in too many, you posted your post in too many groups. I'm like, what? And then they threw me in jail. Shame (laughs) on you. Crazy, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Nile. I love you. Have a great night, and I'll and I'll try to talk to you next Thursday. And have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Bye.
0: All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
10: All right, you're welcome. Bye.
0: Okay, our next caller comes from area code eight six three. Eight six three. You're on the air. All
3: right, you're welcome. Oh, I should have
0: told Noreen. I should have given her a heads up. My bad. My bad. Oh. She'll hear it in a second. Okay.
11: Um, um, uh, hello, Nyla.
0: <laughs> hey, okay. sweetheart. How are you? Hello,
11: Nyla. Okay, this, this is, you said, let us tell us our name. Well, this, I'm Noreen Snyder.
0: <laughs> okay. Hi, Noreen. Hey.
11: Okay, hello, Nyla. How are you doing
0: Mm-hmm. I am doing absolutely wonderful. How are you?
11: That's good. I'm doing good.
0: Okay. So what are you going to share with us tonight?
11: Okay. I'm um, um, Gary's poem I'm going to read um, called My Family. Okay. Can there be a good place for me as a child? Yes. Things have changed. The beauties of my life have been taught me now the ways. Now I know of greatness, honesty, and truth. I was so proud of the things I was taught. Right was right. Wrong was wrong. Strength and pride was taught to me. Past relatives were strong, hardworking, and proud. I knew I could live all my life being proud because of this. I was strong, believing in these virtues. I was strong, young, and so happy to be part of this. My family. The end.
0: Ah, That was beautiful.
11: Yes, yes. Gary's an awesome poet. Phenomenal. Yes, yes.
0: Do you have another of his you'd like to share?
11: Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, here. one money has spoiled. Money has spoiled everything but poetry. We all need truth. The value of our words is worth more than our money. We can't let our freedom of speech and personal feelings be destroyed and distorted by the influence of profit. The truth must be told about our past in order to use these truths to help guide the future of mankind on this earth. The end.
0: Wow. That was awesome Yes I love that one too Thank you And what of yours are you going okay. to share, Miss Noreen?
11: I'm going to read Psalm um, 10 okay. I will be taking pen in hand tonight Observing your photo as I write you a love verse To give you deeper insight of my true feelings for you And renew our love ever so true Just one more time, I give it my all, and no more, no less. I will never stop, and if that's a crime, guilty in the first degree, I'll confess. Look deep into my soul, what do you see? Every aspect of my inner being, and my love for you, with a guarantee, it will be forever, we're agreeing. Nothing can stop us now, we both agree, as we age together, just you and me. The end.
0: <laughs> that is beautiful. Well,
11: thank you. Thank <laughs> you. That
0: was absolutely beautiful. Okay.
11: And um I have one and my second one is okay, um this was um part of your home uh, my homework you gave me, um, years ago and um I'm still working on it. I got 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 in a back burner and I apologize. I'm still working on it. But I won't get back to it. I have a lot of thinking on back burner and I apologize for that.
0: It's okay.
11: Okay. This is called Blame Someone Else Day. Okay. You accident you accidentally sports. Spoiled- wait, excuse me, let me start again. Let me get I maybe I need water. Okay. Blame someone else day. You accidentally spilled a cup of coffee onto the floor, splashing everywhere, including breaking the cup into a million pieces. You know you're in trouble when it was your spouse's favorite cup, so go ahead and blame it on the dog. You have every right to do that, for today is blame someone else's day. You accidentally backed your car into your neighbor's rose bush, but lucky for you, no one is home. Later on, your neighbor confronted you, but you blamed it on a stranger, someone you don't know. So go ahead and blame it on the stranger. You have every right to do that, for today is blame someone else day. Today's your day, but tomorrow it could backfire on you like a snake, snithering up to you and biting you unawares. So beware, what goes around comes around. The end.
0: Blame <laughs> Someone Else Day Is that a yeah. real day?
11: Yes, that is. That's um. It said here Oh, it's already passed It said Blame Someone Else Day is always the first Friday On the uh, the 13th of the year for, two th- for that year Well, I don't know what it is for this year But this was for 2014 It was June the 13th So I had to look I don't know what it is for this year
0: I absolutely love Think how much fun you could have with that
11: Yes, <laughs> I enjoyed doing this because this is your, a, a, a challenge for me to write a book and write poetry for different obscure holidays, you know. And and, and I remember that. Book. Yes, and I'm. I haven't finished it yet. I'm still got a lot to do yet.
0: I gave you that that project, didn't yes, I? Yes, you
11: did. Yes, you did. I
0: did.
11: Yep, in 2014.
0: And you're still working. God, I love you so much.
11: Yes. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not through with it yet.
0: You don't have to be sorry. There, there's no time limit on anything. Okay. Ever. Okay. You know, you just have fun okay. with it and do what you want. Once I give it to you, it's yours. You decide what you do with it and how fast and okay. quickly you Cause do it.
11: Because there was a poem I wrote, too, on on this. Then I found out I can't put this in a book because cause it, uh, it was um, somebody claiming they invented that holiday, so you're not allowed to put anything about that about that, um I forgot, I think it was about the chicken, I'm not sure. You can't put, about the chicken dinks, but you couldn't put nothing on 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 your book or anything and have it published because it was their idea or something like that. I've seen that. So I had hmm. to be careful, so I had to be careful, too, doing these holidays and, and do some homework and make sure I don't get in trouble.
0: Yeah, it's always important, due diligence.
11: Yes, Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Um. Oh yeah. And you you were talking to um Eric about um about the family history, and then mm-hmm. he was talking about ancestry. There's one called um family um oh family oh no it, it was um 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 family some oh no I forgot it was family something dot org or dot com, and I'm, I'm a member of that but I feel like they're, they're misleading because there's there no way they were saying what they said about me. There's no way that could be true. I guess I had to do my homework to find out because they're trying to say, there's a section on there about your about famous celebrities, and they're trying to say certain celebrities are, are related to me in the cousins, you know, like eighth cousin or t- two cousins, eighth removed or something like that. I forget how that went, but there's no way. Together, trying to say I have down the line I was related to Elvis Presley, Emily Dickinson, a whole bunch of presidents, and you know, past presidents, and even um, even um, Edgar Edgar Allan Poe. There's no way I could be related to them.
0: Well, you could, but all of them is kind of astounding.
11: Yes, it is. That's why, and they said even the the Queen Victoria. That I don't believe.
0: Well, that but could be true. The royalty did a lot of screwing around.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know,
11: it, just it was it, was, it, was, it was too many. They they had you know had too many listed. I was talking to Robbie about it too. But they had too many listed for me, and too many presidents. There's no way not all these presidents can be related to each other either. So I thought. Oh, family! I think it was called FamilySearch dot org or FamilySearch dot com, if it came to me. So I have a hard time believing it. Because mm. there's no way.
0: There's too many to list. Mm-hmm. I w- I would be doing I would be again doing due diligence on that. Yes. Yes.
11: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But you know, you are awesome enough that it could be very true. Um,
11: I don't think so because you know, like, because um, I'm not that a, 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 a great poet. I'm, I don't write that great, like like you or like Robbie or like any, or like Jimmy David oh, or like oh, anybody oh, oh, on oh, here. Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh! Don't even go there, girl. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Are you trying to ruffle my feathers? No, no, I'm sorry. You are incredible and unique, and have so many people that absolutely love what you write, are inspired by what you write. Your writing has changed people's lives. It has changed you and Gary both. Together, collectively, have changed the way so many of us even look at love. Mm-hmm. And we cannot write what you write in the way that you write it. So okay. you don't com- don't compare yourself to anybody.
11: Only okay. you can do what you do. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I gotta sit, keep remembering that. No,
0: okay, don't I'm ever sorry. judge yourself against someone else or belittle who you are or what you do. Mm. Nope, nope, nope.
11: Mm. Okay, thank you. I'm so sorry. I'm, i I could not. Mm.
0: Don't be sorry. sorry. Just know that that's the. Don't tr- no, be sorry. Just know that. Mm. Just believe that about yourself.
11: Yes. Okay.
0: Mm. Okay. Definitely believe that about yourself, love. Mm.
11: It's true. Okay.
0: All righty. Okay. So, you want to tell everyone how they can find you? Okay, you can
11: find our books on um, at Amazon.com. You can find our official website at Gary and Noreen Snyder dot um, uh, dot com forward slash poetry. And you can find Gary on Facebook dot com, dot com and um dot com and you can find me on um Leb um dot com, um uh dot com and um Facebook dot com and you can also um um find us, um okay, on um kofi F I dot com front slash uh, Gary and, Nor- and Norving and you can find us on the Portrait Club and every Saturday at um I think to 5 o'clock now because it's easier on me at 5 o'clock in, in Facebook Live and then you can also find me every m- once a month and this month is going to be June July the 26th at 7 p.m. Um, you can um, and and I get I have a chat with poet Noreen and my guest star my guest star will be Robbie
0: Robbie okay that is excited yeah. I'm really yeah. and I listened to your last one I got home at the very end so mm-hmm. I was listening at the very end and then came back and listened to the entire show in your archives and when you had Star on there and that was just yes. absolutely awesome you guys made me cry.
11: Oh, wow, but Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you cry.
0: No, it was a good. It was a good one. It was a good okay. cry. Okay.
11: Okay, that's good.
0: It was. It was a very good
11: cry. Doing all this is helping me because um, I know some things I'm doing it for Gary. Other things I'm doing it for me because it's helping me. Because see, I don't go nowhere except when I go to the doctors. I don't have a social life. I don't have no transportation, so I'm staying here. So I don't have nobody coming over or anything unless John comes over to mow the yard. That's the only time. So um, so this helping me with my, you know, so I won't, you know, get depressed. And, you know, so this me keeping busy like this, this is really helping me. And, and um. so I'm glad I'm doing all of this too. It
0: can't, well, look it can't how many people going. are involved. You know, what you're doing isn't just, you know, helping you you're helping so many people
11: yes i'm helping other people well, not just me i'm helping other people too because um, i'm getting them because they need to be out too and be heard and then i get their works out there too
0: Mhm. exactly Yep.
11: oh and, and and um i hope i'm not being rude but do you want to be in the, on the show too be the guest
0: i would love to if we can figure out a time
11: Okay, okay. Um, it's, it's 7 o'clock, but that's not the right time for you. It can be another time.
0: No, I mean time as far as as what day. Summer is oh, really, really bad for me to schedule anything in the summer because I'm gone so much. But okay. even if we have to do it more towards the fall when things settle down for me, I would okay. love to, Noreen. Thank you.
11: Okay, you're welcome. Okay. Okay, that'd be an honor. Because I'm having fun with it because... I'm, I'm learning about about all the other poets, too, so I'm, I'm doing this, it, you know, so um, so I like to, because um, I got one for next month. I have Michael Robbenberg, but it's not a, a definite yet, because he was sick when I told him about, he said if he gets better, he would love to do it. So I have to get back with him now, I think about time I, he told me to get with him, so if, he, if he's getting better, then he'll do it next month.
0: That would be very cool
11: Yep And I, and I already told Michael I'm going to do that 100,000 poets for change again The host
0: That would be cool
11: Yes Wouldn't that I be did cool? last year too Because cause cause cause, um, Now since I got a new um, Well I'm not going to take no chance But I'm, I'm using Zoom there For the 100,000 posts for change Because that's what um Michael said to use So I use that and and I mean I know last year my um it went my um internet went in and out so I think it's best I'm gonna get next one out again to be the help me with the co-host so <laughs> Kate, I do go in and out yeah but but for the senior, yard I don't think I ever went in and out I don't think so
0: well listen back to the podcast and see if on the podcast you went in and out because either you did on your end or their internet connection wasn't good and they were going in and out on their audio so you can tell which one it was by listening back to the archives and seeing if you can hear yourself going in and out because that'll tell you whether it was your connection or not
11: oh, okay okay i'll do that yeah okay mm-hmm. okay
0: all right sweetheart so we will talk to you next oh, week
11: and and oh and, oh, go and, ahead. and, and i was going to we will I never had a chance to ask Melvin because Melvin, went, what did it last year too for the hundred thousand poets? He got involved with it he, when I asked him, and he did. He said yes last year.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I miss him so much.
11: Yes, so do I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: He's always my last dance. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, Noreen. Love okay. you so dearly. Thank okay. you for being here. Thank Just, you for sharing all of that. You're
11: welcome. Okay, we love you too, and, and 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 you're very welcome. And thank you for letting us come on here and read. <laughs> it's an honor to be on here. This is our favorite show, Gary and I.
3: <laughs> you
0: know, you're like my family. Yes, both of you. Yes. All right, Noreen. Love you, sweetheart. We'll talk okay. to you next week.
11: Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. So I need to let area code nine one nine know, Mr. Granville, that you are not in the lineup. If you want to come on and read tonight, please press one, so I know it's okay to unmute you. You're not there. You go. See, I gotcha. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on nine one nine. Nine one nine. You're on the air.
4: Yes, Nyla. Good evening. Good evening.
0: Hello, sir. How are you?
4: I am fine. I am breathing. I am living. And I'll take that first to start.
0: These are all good things.
4: Exactly.
0: Exactly, my dear. So, what do you have for us tonight, sir?
4: What do I have for you? Yes. Uh, you know what? I'm going to read a, a couple of short poems for you.
3: Okay.
4: I'm going to read just something short. I think. Oh no! I'm going to read this one. I read it before here. It is called "We Are Not Masters Here." I have been doing it by myself for too long trying to prove that I am strong going it alone for so long does not seem wise I think it's an addiction at this time I have built my own prison constructed My own hell. Life is a double-edged sword. We are not masters here. My prison is also my fortress of solitude. It is a lonely thing. Life. Small wonder then. Small wonder then we crave engagement. Touch. Kiss. It validates our existence and procreation ensures it. We rejoice at reproduction and cherish the newborn, bringing us hope and joy as, as, as our aspirations is encouraged, putting another above ourselves. And it is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. We are just not masters here. Thank you.
0: That was incredible. And you're going to read too, right?
4: Yes, I'm going to read too. Good. I am going to read too. Let me... I'm going to do this one. Uh. Okay, one. This one is called. It is off the uh Less visible, even more dangerous. Its silence is killing us. Literally, we are dying, being dying. As silent as the grave, they say. Our reproductive resources are, are under attack. We need voices. Lots of voices. We need to speak up. We need to speak up. We need to speak out. Sons are dying. Daughters are dying. We are dying. Join voices with AHF. It's a, a. that's aid. I don't remember the full name. A voice alone in the wilderness, offering speak believe hope still their voices are not heard. Let's join AHF and let our voices be heard. Let us stop the let us stop the afflicted and and stop the and stop the affliction of others and join AHF. And shout with one voice, It must die, It must die. For 30 years has taught us that ignorance is biggest, is its biggest ally. And silence is master strategy. Speak out, speak out, speak out and put an end to his. Foraging of the human seed. Speak out, speak out. We are attacked where we, we breathe. Speak out. I wrote this poem about six years ago. That h f it was like a uh, some kind of anti-HIV. I don't remember the name of the organization, but I wrote it for them. But you know, was in know words. They was trying to, you know, make aid more visible in the community because a lot of people wasn't talking about it, and it was getting away by killing by killing people. So, I was about six years ago to be exact. And just thought, I'll, I'll trade it, it out there. And give give you some food for thought.
0: And it does indeed.
4: Yes, thank you, thank you. That's what I try to do. I'm, I try to give the people um, something that will encourage, enlighten. Most of your me. work
0: does that. You thank know? you.
4: You're
0: welcome.
4: Thank you. That 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 is always the attempt because, like I tell people, I'm not talking to hear myself talk.
0: Do you Would you like to read one more to close out the show?
4: Oh I wouldn't mind, I'll consider it an honor really. I will consider it an honor. So, Good. To close out this show. Uh, this one look it looking nice just this. So let me stop it I like this one here. They came to me at night time. They always did. Right after I fell into a deep sleep, they would come to haunt me, to steal me from the clutches of my grandmother's bosom. And we would fight the whole night too. There were many There were always many. I was always outnumbered, severely outnumbered. I was alone, a little boy alone. And I fought, and I fought. They were at the left of me. They were at the right of me. In front and behind me, I was surrounded I was surrounded on all sides. I was terrified. Yes, I fought. And I fought. One moment. Let me turn the street. And I fought. No matter what they threw at me, I fought. The pandemonium, the din of battle, and I never once thought of giving in. I would fight, for I knew that the morning would come. And when the morning came, they would flee with the coming of the dawn. The sunlight would awaken me. I was never more happy to see the light. I laid as I laid at the foot of the bed, far away from the comfort of my grandmother's bosom. I was usually the first to to eyes and would go and would go follow the sunlight. Later on in the in the day I would hear my grandmother say, Granville tossed and turned all night in his sleep last night. As a grown man now, I think it was my ancestors warning me of the hell that they faced. I don't i don't fear the, the demons like i used to for mostly they give me a wide berth but i know that they are watching like they always do they are always watching and they are always watching and have and have become Flesh and blood as well. They are always watching and have become flesh and blood as well. I wrote that poem here because I remember as a little kid when I went to bed, I didn't go to bed without my grandmother in the bed because when I lay next to her, I would find peace. Her, her bosom will bring me peace. But as soon as I, I fell asleep, I was tormented by demons, the fears of the darkness. And I would fight all night. I would be struggling, fighting all night. And when I woke, when I awake, the next day, I would hear my grandmother say, John, Granville tossed and turned in his sleep all night last night. And as, as I've grown now, now, as, I, as I'm a grown man now, I'm, I don't fear the demons anymore. I would like to say that the demons fear me now. Because I'm ai am a full grown man. I, I'm a worry. I'm a worry. I'm a battle. I'm not a child anymore. So when they come upon me, I entertain them.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: because, yeah, I've been fighting them this long. I've gotten good at it. And I love it too. Time to kick the devil's ass.
0: Exactly, right, right.
4: Yes, that's what we do. We mother the boys. <laughs>
0: All right, sweetheart. Tell everybody how to find you, honey. Well, people out there, I'm going to give you my address,
4: physical address, but I won't. I'm not hard to find her. But anyway, you can find me on Facebook, Granville John Hedrington. Uh, Instagram, the same. You know, I tell Nyla, I'm a, I am poor at advocating for myself. I, I went, I performed at the at open mic last week, and the host had to come up and advocate for me, because it's said grand deal. You come up here and you perform, and you and you never tell the people him where to find you, where to find your work. He said, oh, he has three books, you know, he has three books. And I go up there <laughs> and, I, and I perform, and I never say those things. You know, I love to perform. I mean, the... The business aspect of this business is not my strong point. I can always talk. I love to talk. And most importantly, Nyla, I have profound things to say. Most importantly. So people in radio land, I am Granville. Follow me. Follow me. Trust me. I guarantee you I will enlighten you. I will make your day better. You'll be the better for knowing me. I assure you. (laughs) So follow me. Granville John Hedrington. It is true, Naila. It is true. I'm I'm telling you, I've been been doing this for people all my life. I've been talking to people. People visit me just to, you know, when they're having a bad day, just to have a conversation. People, you know... People need truth people need love people need to be enlightened. you know mm-hmm. we're living in a difficult world people are having having problems and and it has and it has nothing to do with money. you know as a matter of fact, the more money people have, the more enlightenment they need because when when you think you have everything you need and you feel empty, oh you know that's where you come in you know I. You know, I, I shed light, you know. I shed light on things I had to understand. I was always good at it from my youth. Even my friends hadn't I realized my friend had noticed it before I did. You know. It was early, it was always easy for me easy for me to understand things that was difficult to understand. And 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 I knew this because, I, knew, I knew this because as a, as a young as a younger man. When my friend them had something that they were reasoning about, they would always wait for me to come enlighten them on the matter. You know, and that's what it is. When when you have a talent, your friends them notice it before you do.
0: Mhm. If they're paying attention.
4: Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. More, I mean,
4: <laughs> let me tell. You. Yeah, and I'm, I'm telling you now, like you see, because the, the, the people who, who I grew up around was awesome. The, the life I go up no fighting. No fighting.
3: When you That's start to wonderful. want to
4: fight yeah. They look at you they look at you like you're stupid. You know? You could talk. You know, if if you have an instrument, talk. Talk. But when you want to fight it's like oh you 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 will feel me excommunicated fast. I go up in a place called think it's near and in my time when I was growing up Man, I didn't want to leave my island. I was the last to leave my island. I left after my grandmother died. I wasn't leaving my grandmother. Yes, yeah, so I grew up in a good time, either, and sometimes I tell my son that those days are gone. People are not the same. Mm-mm. They have
0: grown wealthier, but they have grown worse. Uh, that the truth. All right, sweetheart. You did a fantastic job tonight. I appreciate you all the time. You're very important to our community here, and I want to thank you for sharing from the heart like you do.
4: Thank you, Naila, and Thank you for having me.
0: It is our pleasure, and we will talk thank to you next week.
4: Yes, ma'am. Definitely. Long as life, please.
0: <laughs> Perfect. All right, then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so we have, let me look here. What have I got? I think we have 815. Are you with me? See, Mr. model? Yes, ma'am, it is. <laughs> How are you, baby? I'm fine, and you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing absolutely wonderful.
7: You were asking for prompts earlier. My prompt was Summer Breeze. I wrote a piece that I gave the title to. Perfect. <laughs> oh, i got to find it. don't oh, know. I wrote it, like, right after I gave you the prompt, so <laughs> it's new. I haven't read it out loud, so it might be a little, you know, lumpy, clumpy. Summer Breeze. I wrote this, Summer Breeze, for my sister Nyla. I have several open windows in the late evening. little more than an hour till midnight, really. It was warm, yet steady cooling. I love this. No fooling. I smile and I float to my kitchen, whipping up some pancake batter, including blueberries, the fresh variety, plump, sweet, and slightly tart. Pancakes will be perfect because they are a work of art. A pat of butter on my griddle sizzles. The summer breeze picks up a little. I pour batter in the center. The brown butter making the edges crispy. The aroma calls the neighbors' noses. I'm questioned about my blueberry pancakes the next day. One believed it was muffins that I'd baked. Another said bread. I giggle. A love language of mine includes serving others. Those were pancakes that you smelled, I told them both. They can be made for both of you. They thanked me, and I smiled, half skipping back home. Soon I'll make breakfast for dinner again, while my kitchen cools from the summer breeze, and once again I'll be pleased in peace.
0: Love is your food. Is your love language serving others? Yeah. That was beautiful.
7: Absolutely, thank you. I thought you were wrapping up, so I just, I only had one prepared. I can read another or freestyle. Sure, listen. of course. Okay, yeah, I didn't know if you, if I had time for two. Um, okay, I wrote this one yesterday, but didn't read it anywhere. And it was from a prompt. I can't remember who I got it from, but the prompt said, It wasn't the devil, but poor choices. That's what I titled this piece. i made mistakes, many actually, some devastating, others silly. Learned lessons and counted my blessings, but never thought to blame others. Nah, I own my own shit, all of it. And it wasn't the devil, but poor choices, no outside voices. I was flesh-led. It turned out real bad. It wasn't due to issues with my daddy. I'm not seeking sympathy. This ain't no pity party, no woe is me. I did wrong, knowing all along that I was dead wrong. But sometimes you just want your way. Now I can say shame, because I'm a dummy for a chocolate man who's yummy, but my judgment wasn't clouded. My hormones were louder than my logic. It's easy to cast blame and to point fingers. It wasn't the devil, but poor choices. I better get better control over me. I'm just human, and I stumbled, hopefully for the last time, because my goal is to have happily ever after with my soul mate, not to be face down, asked up, so it's me that I hate in peace.
0: <laughs> Do you know, were you here when that prompt was given tonight? No, ma'am. Owning my own
7: shit? No, but I, I try to always own my own shit, so it just happened to work out.
0: <laughs> I love it. That was actually a prompt that was given tonight.
7: Sweet. So it all worked out in.
0: <laughs> I know, right? You just you aced it. <laughs> Who knew? Didn't even know. I was
7: just assignment, and I wasn't there to get it, but it still worked out. Oh, no, I'm so glad I made it in.
0: I am, too. I am very happy. This makes me just, like, ear-to-ear
7: grins. (laughs) So I'm happy to be here. I'm Gina with any storm-like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on a rainy day, and you can find me anywhere there's poetry.
0: Perfect. All right, sweetheart, we will see you next week. Absolutely love you. (laughs) I love you too, honey. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, sweetheart. All right, everyone. You have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I'm going to close the show with a piece by John Jordanson, and it's called A Million Pieces. We will see you next week.
12: I am broken, damaged,
3: shattered,
12: and crumbled to a million pieces. What started as a small crack in my windshield was never taken care of, and so it split and splintered and snapped until the whole thing exploded in my face, leaving me quite blind to see where I was going. How do you build yourself back up when every piece of who you are has been broken into a million pieces? When the pit would be a paradise compared to my present pain? When lifetimes of crying couldn't clean up this stain? I rise from the floor wondering what all this gore was for. Is there purpose to this pain? Can there be meaning in my mess? Where can I find beauty from my brokenness and from this darkness? And when I can't find the strength to say it, much less pray it, suddenly I discover that my life can become a mosaic, a picture or pattern produced by putting together small, broken pieces. I will become an art piece formed from the pieces of me that once put together reveals something far more beautiful, far more powerful, and far more wonderful than I ever dreamed of when I was whole. So break my body. Break my heart. You can't touch this soul. I may walk with a limp, but my spirit has never been stronger because after blow after blow, I'll build up slow and discover my new glow. So, when you look at me, I want you to know, that's not a scar, that's a beauty card. Those aren't scabs, they're the armor of a mighty warrior. It's not a bruise, it's war paint. I want you to know, these tears, they're not for you. Therefore, watering the seed that fell to the ground and died, but with time will produce an even stronger tree, stronger me. So chop me down, break me apart. You'll only add more wood to the fire from which I'll rise. And the size of my burden is only outdone by the size of my breakthrough when I shock the world and get made new from the pieces.
2: million pieces